up, villains? Come on in, take off your shoes, sit down, have a drink or a smoke, cure whatever ails you. Welcome to Villainous Cinema. I am your host, Evan Landon, and I am joined once again by the great and powerful Joshua Flores. It's about time that you understand my greatness. And the always coherent <laughs> Maddie Violence. <laughs> You're coherent, that's great. And we watched Waxwork, the cult classic, cult horror classic from 1988 that I stumbled upon, and it's fantastic. Uh, I just want to talk about it. I just want to jump into this. But before we get started... We are a listener-supported podcast supported by people just like you. If you want to support Villainous Cinema, pledge to our Patreon account, at Villainous Cinema. If you want to help us non-monetarily, follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook, at Villainous Cinema. Or follow me on Twitter, at Evan Landon. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or email us at villainouscinema at gmail.com. But seriously, follow us monetarily. Yes, but the Patreon is. I just set that thing up. There's some prizes. We got some. We got some stuff. You don't have to. You don't have to be a monthly subscriber or anything like that. If you, you for a twenty dollar thing, you get a cool little T-shirt, and uh, you know, uh, ten dollars gets you a mug. Pretty, pretty nice, pretty nice little little thing. Donate something, you know. I'll send you a copy of the EP or something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Josh, if if you guys send us fifty, then wow, we we'll do something really special for you. Yeah, Matt. Matt's a <clears throat> Matt's a very good artist, and uh, Josh has been doing. Uh, I don't know, you guys. Uh, what have you guys been up to, Josh? Well, um, getting ready to release the first music video for Stomp Therapy. Put a little teaser out there to everybody, so that way everybody can check it out. Uh, you can find that on my personal Facebook page, uh, Joshua Flores, or uh, Ninja Seven Seven Two. And then we'll be releasing the video within the next, I'd say within the next week. You know, got to kind of get everything finished up and taken care of and everything finalized and mastered. But other than that, yeah, we've been working on that. Just got out of the studio, was in the studio for about three hours tonight before coming here, working on some new tracks and announcing wrestling events and working for the Mets and all that good fun stuff. Right on. Yeah. That's good stuff. Matt, what do you Uh... Matt's a master framer. Yeah, not Matt. I would say Matt. <laughs> I know how to do stuff, but not... You're still in the framing business? Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. stud. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps me wired. <laughs> oh, I'm on fire tonight. Um, so, now, I'm, like, uh, right now, uh, we're planning different things for the shows that I'm working on, which is Bomb the Night Paranormal and one other one. Um, oh, you you still want me to be on that? Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. The shows, yeah. Dude. We're Definitely. I'm still streaming with 8-Bit every other weekend. Um, which we play video games and talk about them. Last week, on Sunday, we played Conquer, which is I never play that. Conquer's bad for it's a one of, Well, we were playing live and reloaded. Oh, okay. Which I kind of started to like better because it's a little bit smoother, and it's still for an Xbox game, so it looks great. But uh, to get back on point here, um, I I've been doing pretty much right now every week. I've been playing through the oh god these haunt me the James Bond video games all the way from like the Nintendo sixty four Goldeneye. Like completely okay. play through on stream. Right. Yeah, I was. Now. I was. The next question was gonna be: Was there any James Bond video games before Goldeneye? Yeah, there are, but we haven't gotten into those. We okay. just started with the sixty-four version. So you're just kind of working with that. Yeah. So like right now, I'm on everything or nothing. So I've played. Oh my God. Did you ever play? Did you ever play a uh, Perfect Dark? Yeah, that was well. That was supposed uh, to be Goldeneye sequel. Fucking love that one, dude. We, with we the laptop gun. 
<laughs> See, I haven't. I don't remember. They were like, about it. dude, they were a lot like how like proxies work in uh, Goldeneye. The laptop gun, you would get a laptop, and you're walking, you're in perfect dark. You're like, what the fuck, am I gonna do with a laptop? And you would like flip it over, and it's like a little Uzi, and you're like, and it's stupid. But what you do, but what you do with the laptop gun is when it's a laptop, you throw it at the ceiling or something like that, and it sets up a little gun. And so, like, it just when people are coming around the corner, it just like it just sets off the sensors and it just murks people before they even know. It. Little pins and needles. I, I, I we, might, we might do those because it's kind of like a spinoff game with James Bond because it's the same. Thing. I would love to play that, dude. But uh, I'm I'm haunted by fucking James Bond now. Like, I fall asleep and I'll is it the Roger Moore one? No, because I have those everything or nothing too. is actually a video game that was. Um, a standalone story that wasn't based on any of the movies, but had Willem Dafoe as the villain. Pierce Brosnan was actually the... Um, what? Everything is nothing? Everything or nothing. Everything or nothing. Um, you had uh, Justice from James Love Bob, uh, Shannon Moore, or Shannon, not Shannon. Oh, Sh- Shannon, Shannon uh, Elizabeth. Shannon Moore and Drag. Shannon like, Elizabeth. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Shannon it's... Elizabeth. With the whipped cream nipples. <laughs> Great. This mohawk. Yes. This... <laughs> needs to be a like, Matt Hardy segment with a um, so, yeah, I, I just, I'll fall asleep, close my eyes, like, I'll see the fucking stupid games, and then, like, I'll hear the fucking theme song, and it's just, like, it's, like, I'm gonna punch myself in the skull until it goes away. Dude, I had the weirdest dream the other day, and it was, and it was, it was, it was really nuts, because it was essentially, because I'm so busy right now, you know, like, I'm, I'm working, like, 40 hours at this new job, and I got, you know, the, the Mets, too, along with Josh, and then... I'm also like I'm also doing stuff for for Google and I'm also like constantly doing shit like on the side. And you know, even even the pod and you know, doing um stuff on the internet and trying to get things set up for for um, you know, Casual Cannibal, which we're still a part of too. And uh the YouTube channel for Pulsecan that we're going to be setting up soon. You know, it's going to be a lot like Wolf Culture so we got like a huge hub network. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing a lot of the YouTube stuff for that. But this this uh this dream that i had was just me making copies in an office oh, yes, it's a rob snyder joke no it's not this isn't a joke this is my life no here's... <laughs> well it's kind of a joke but here's here's the thing is that like it's it's, it's like my brain because i do this thing that uh i guess they call it um uh, lucid dreaming right where you can change yeah. you can change your dream while it's happening and I'm in this dream, and I know that I'm just sitting here making copies, and I am just bored as shit. But I didn't change the dream. I was like, I need to change this to something more more fun. But my brain was sitting there like, nah, man, we need to shut down, bro. This is this is okay. This is okay. Your brain's been doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we just, I just made copies throughout the entire dream. I was just watching the light go back and forth. I'm like, okay, this this is fine. That's my lucid dreaming story. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> I could change it. Uh, I don't want to. I'm like, I'm like, wow. My brain was just like, no, no, we need this. Your brain, your brain pulled a WWE. You could totally book it better. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> but we're not going to. Yeah. No, 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 no. I just let Vincent Man, Vincent McMahon do all my dreams too. <laughs> I'm somebody in his pants. <laughs> and Hunter's in the back, like, we're gonna make it better. So I can't make it better. There's no way. Well, here's the Vince. Hopefully retires. Ooh. Here's the Vince hopefully dying soon. <gasps> Ooh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Knock on wood. I would hate it 
if he died I after think this punk po- be happy. if he heard our podcast which he never will but if he heard our podcast like through some sort of weird like medium <laughs> right and he's just like he's just like he's just like wanted me to be dead <clears throat> and he just like heals over and it's like it's like you know what killed him? Dis- dis- Your dis- podcast. Dis- well, dis- disclaimer, though. Disclaimer. So, Josh- disclaimer, we Josh- have not killed anyone. Joshua Flores yep. does not share that uh, that sentiment or opinion. Therefore, he's still no, hopefully eligible not. to work I for would, the WWE. I would definitely love for Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon to have a long, helpful life. Like, yeah. Longer than it already has been. We need, to, we need him to be around for a lot more years. And um, I am, I'm available for booking. And I also am available for booking. And fuck Vince McMahon. We, we, we need to film him in a library as a librarian. Yes, I would totally do. That. Oh, I would totally. Yeah, do yeah. It's the only thing I was Absolutely. thinking of when I saw that. Absolutely, I'm, I, I'm. Hey, I am a licensed cameraman without a license. Uh, so an unlicensed cameraman. <laughs> no, but no one else does either. They got like you know YouTube videos everywhere. Well, the the only thing is, is there's there's a guy that like well. Are there we, actually licensed cameramen, or are those guys like in unions? Yeah, you can get yeah, yeah. saggy. They're unionized, so it's not so it's not no so much like a licensed cameraman. It's like a unionized. Yeah, it'd be like cameraman. instead of a screen actors guild, be screen cameraman guild. <laughs> we represent the cameraman guild. The cameraman guild. Shoot the people, take <clears throat> names. Cameraman guild. Like a bunch of thieves. All right, well, you guys ready to jump into waxwork? Yeah. Yeah, it's late. We want to cross, ready to cross the rope and do another dimension. Yes. Oh, Oh, beat you to it. All right. Um, Well, we're gonna have a quick word from our sponsor, and uh, then we'll jump into waxwork. I don't know what to do. I'm looking for a place to stay, buy, sell, or rent. But I also need some backup for this weird case some jerk-off team came into my office spouting off about. Never fear, good homeless detective. We have a way to kill two birds with one idiot. Craigslist's favorite and most popular missed connection is here. Not only to back you up when breaking into strange houses that appear out of nowhere while he watches your car, but he's here to find you a weird house of your own. From the reality show, I Squat Here, and loading and unloading guns in public comes this guy who was probably playing a harmonica outside a payphone in 1988 Los Angeles with shades on at night. Can't find him on Craigslist because he doesn't give or have a name? No worries, he'll be wearing a dumb gold jacket, getting white gyro sauce all over your steering wheel. So when in doubt, slam your fist three times on your desk out of belligerent anger and your idiotic, neck-twisting, sunglass and gold jacket-wearing, gun-flashing dipshit will be there. Paid for by Craigslist. Oh, it's good to see that they're back in the classifieds business. They stopped that for a while. Yeah, well, at least they're paying people. I mean, you know, they got all this revenue from ads. So, you know, who's to say? Who's to say what? Again, we were very, very, you know, um, we're, we're very non-diplomatic here on, on uh, Villainous Cinema. So, you know, uh, we, we, we take uh, any and all. So pledge to our Patreon, and you can have your own message. <laughs> That's true. All right, so, Waxwork. What did you guys think of it? I thought it was, oh, you want 
It's an open sure. forum, I, fellas. I thought it was. I thought it was fun. I mean, like it's that cheesy, you know, campy B horror movie. Have you seen it before? Uh, not to my knowledge. I think I might have when I was a kid. Okay. But like, I don't remember too much of it. I. I mean, I remember like, kind of like the the anthology aspect of it, which I think that was kind of drawn to again because it, it felt like those old anthologies. Kind of like felt like like Monster Squad, like sort in of ways. Sort of, but I dug the fact that like each each world they went into was kind of like a story. Yeah. Like, in its own. I thought that was pretty cool. That was really cool. That was a cool storytelling element. Have, have you seen it before or no? What's that? Uh, Waxwork. Well, I mean, obviously I watched it before. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, did you watch before we, before I said that that was it? No. No? No. I heard of it. And Mm. I heard of it, and when I was, when I was going through Tubi, oh, also you can find this uh, movie on Tubi. I just want to give a shout out to them. They, I'm not, we're not sponsored by them, but the amount of fucking 80s horror movies they had on that, and like new I was this close to picking Remo Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Fred Ward. That's the worst film of the crow ever. <laughs> Remo Williams and Adventure Begins and Ends in one movie. Martial uh, <laughs> his martial arts skill cannot be touched. I just remember all his VHS covers, but the VHS cover I remember the most was uh, for Waxwork 2. It's a very memorable poster for that one. So I got the red face and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, But Waxwork was one of the movies that a lot of my friends when I was, you know, because we'd always talk bullshit about movies, and they were like, dude, waxwork, you would love it. You would love it. And after a while, when people are saying like, oh, you'll love it, you'll love it, you're like, fuck that movie, you know? But... <laughs> so we get, we get to... <laughs> also in our archives. Um, yeah, so... So when we got to, uh, so when I got to on Tubi and I saw it and I was just bored and I I, I clicked Waxwork, and um, when Waxwork came up, I uh, I I was like I clicked on it and I was like I was like okay well, let's do this you know and it was and there was a lot of other ones on there and I was and I was ready to pick like every single one but I was like oh, whatever and then as soon as the first scene comes on and it's fucking Benny Goodman's version of Sing Sing Sing. And some guy getting his head shoved into a fireplace. Yeah, with the fire on. I was like, I, I immediately texted you guys, and I was like, I was like, dude, we're doing wax work. <laughs> like, I didn't even need to see the rest of the movie. I was like, oh, this, this is, is it. it. This is it. That intro came in pretty hot. Yeah, that yeah, was good. Um, so the movie's made by Vestron Pictures, uh, which was released in 1988, written and directed by Anthony uh, Hickox. Who also did Hellraiser three, my favorite of the Hellraisers. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Vestron Pictures, uh, which helmed such classics as Slaughter High, a personal favorite, Dirty Dancing, The Princess Bride. Love it. Your your personal favorite. Yeah. My mom's too. Uh, Young Guns. Earth. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like the Emilio Estevez. Yes, the and Charlie Sheen vehicle. Yep. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. Earth Girls Are Easy. Ooh, yes. Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans. Academy Award-winning Twister. And Little Monsters, Howie Mandel's yeah. one and only movie. With, uh, with Ben with, Savage. With Fred, Fred Savage. Savage. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah, it's Fred yeah, Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben Savage is his brother on Boy Meets World. And uh, Anthony Hickox, the writer-director, wrote this film in three days, and it shows. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, uh, so, you know, the film opens, like I said, with a guy getting his head pushed into a fire with Benny Goodman's uh, Sing 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 which we played at the very beginning of, of the show, 
you know, because you got to kill with style. You know, ask Patrick Bateman. You, know, you got to have like a good. Like, I gotta give that stunt actor uh, <laughs> to to go that long with fire. Like you know, up when he's like you know burning, he's moving around and stuff. Oh, with obviously that fire retardant. I feel like I feel like he like yeah. I feel like he would have died of suffocation first, but he got back up. <laughs> yeah, he got up, and then like then the act then like the stunt actor's like I'm gonna go one further, and he just slams his head back down into the fire. It's like oh, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure he's dead now. Like that was yeah, fantastic. he's earning a paycheck. That's exactly what that, that dude was totally that worth was, the seventy five right dollars in a six pack. That right there was the best acting in the entire movie. Oh no 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 no. There is some, there is some really, really good, good, good stuff in there. Real oh, no, there was some great stuff in it. Real but let's be real. The casting director... Oh, the stunt, by by way of stunts, by far the best. Head first into the fireplace like that? Yeah. Is it yeah. saying that uh, the top, the, uh, the ending stunt? What? Do you want to take a closer look? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, okay. Real quick. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No spoilers yet. We'll let you guys know when the spoilers start coming in. We, we were both wrong about Little Monsters because they're both in it, actually. I forgot Ben Savage actually plays his little brother in the movie. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, I've never seen it, actually. You've never seen Little Monster? Really? No, no. It's like the only Howie Mandel thing I can stand. <sighs> I, I, I know deal or no deal. <laughs> I'll you don't like it. Bobby's World? No, I, okay, I take that back. I love Bobby's World. I was gonna say, like, how Bobby's you... World was, used to come on all the time. Yeah. I kind of prefer uh, Life with Louie better, as far as the cartoons about comedians' childhood lives. No, Bobby's World was the shit. Have you ever seen Life with Louie? Yes, I prefer well, Louie Anderson. Really? Welcome to the family. Luthier, other thing. Jesus Christ! Someone get me a noose and a donut. <laughs> I preferred Bobby's World. Was it? Okay, what was so. the guy? The guy that did uh, uh, right before Louis Anderson was uh, what was his name? Al from uh, Home Improvement. He was doing that, wasn't he? Wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. On uh, the family. Steve, Steve Carney. I'll say his name. Yeah, now Steve Harvey. Yeah, now Steve Harvey. Uh, anyways, so you know you got to kill the style, and uh, so the killer uh, turns. Uh, it turns out to be Rick Rosovich, who played Slider and. Top Gun, and uh, a number of different movies. Uh, he goes in uncredited as the guy that got his head stuck into the fire. Weird, huh? Hmm. Find this shit out when you dig. Anyways, the killer grabs a bunch of medallions, which uh, we find out later why. At the same house, some years later, and I actually checked that because there's four windows at the top, and I was like, wow, is that the same house? And yes, it is. So later, Zach Gaffigan of uh, Gremlins fame is uh, being scolded by his mother because he was drinking with the butler Jenkins. Yeah. And they aren't supposed to fraternize with, quote-unquote, them. Uh, and I I actually looked this up. I All these notes that I have here, these 12 pages of notes that I have, uh, all say Gaffigan. And I think it's his Galligan. name's Galligan. I think it's Galligan. Yeah, and uh, and so it also Jim is Gaffigan. Gaff- Wait, hold on. I, because it was I, I crossed Jim Gaffigan with Zach Galifianakis, Mom, and I got Zach Gaffigan. Hot pocket. <laughs> Tastes like raw garbage. And so every th- every time I have mentioned Gaffigan, it's it's, it's actually Galligan. <laughs> Now I want a remake of this movie where Jim Gaffigan plays the kid. No, no, it's got it's got to be Zach Galifianakis in there too because I like, he can play the, he, for some reason I thought it was like. Now, can you imagine Jim Gaffigan? Can you okay, imagine, okay. Can you imagine uh, Jim Gaffigan as the waxwork director? Okay, there you go. See, and then okay, this is how you do this. Cut some mayo. Who's <laughs> that mayo? 
Somebody falls in the locks. Hot pocket. Oh, so yeah, so that would work. You use him, and then okay, so so Zach Galifianakis would have to be the son, the, the main character. But the main has, character. Like, he has to be wearing the uh, one man wolf pack outfit. Okay, that's fine. As long that's as like, as long as the mom, oh, yes. as long as the mom is a throwback to Zach Galifianakis's show where he plays a clown and it's yes. played by Louis Anderson. Yes. Oh my God. We are recasting this, this movie. shit is writing itself. <laughs> we are recasting this movie. Guys. Call me. Anthony Hickox. We've got part three. I heard you. Let's be real. Our casting choices would actually be good actors. We're going to reboot with uh, <laughs> with, with Lena, Lena Headley uh, of, of Game of Thrones. And she plays Cersei. I don't know. I love that. I loved her in uh, that, that Dread movie. She was good. Anyway. The newest Dread movie? Like yeah. the Judge Dread movie? Dread. It's called Just yeah, Dread. Yeah, no, I just didn't know if there was another movie because, like, Dread, like, the Dread. Dread, yeah, the, the no, Carl, Carl Urban. Yeah, oh, God, so, so fucking good, dude. He was he was good. Yeah, we'll never do Dread on Villainous Cinema because that movie is fucking perfect. That means you're you're still contemplating doing the first one, though. That's Let's not true. do that either. It's true. <laughs> it's we true. Do, can we, we should, yeah, it's so, we, it's so weird how, like, you know exactly what I'm yeah. thinking when can I look I at you like that. Like suggestion for future yeah. episodes? <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you, you get Matt gets the next next gets the next one. And then, but you, well, yeah. mine, yeah. well, at least with mine, I would to... probably try to choose something from this decade. Okay. Yeah, and you, you told me that earlier, yeah, too. Yeah, because... Oops. No, you do what you want. I just think it'd be cool to actually... Do something current. Well, when your when your pick when your pick comes up, we can pick something from 2018, 19. Oh, well, if know. you want to pick it now, go ahead. What's if it, you mm-hmm. have something on your mind? I don't have anything oh, on my okay. mind no. yet. I'm just but you know, it's your you, choice. do you know what you want? It's a toss. Don't up. tell me not. No, don't tell saying, me yet. I wasn't going to say. Okay. I was saying it's a toss up between three. Leave movies. it for the end, so that you know we leave it. We leave it on a on yeah. a. We on can a, let the fans vote. Ooh, we could do that, that too. That takes the power away from me. Okay, we could let Matt decide. All right, there we go. Uh, well, you know, if you have your ideas for me, yeah, any any me. ideas that you guys do want to send us, you know, hit us up on on Facebook or our Patriarch, Patreon Patreon and uh, you know Patreon, <laughs> or or just hit me up at uh, at Evan Landon on villain on uh, Twitter, you know, um, or or we got the Instagram page now. So so um, anyway, all right. So she tells him two more people have disappeared. And he asks, is it one of us's or one of them's? <laughs> that was a fucking smart-ass answer. And she says, don't be so facetious, darling. Now drink your milk. You're late for college. <laughs> yeah, and then the, we- the most, like, weirdest, like, I feel like this is, like, uh, this, this seems like something out of a serial killer story right here. Yes, yes, yes. Like, he's like, but, Mom. What are you getting? I need coffee. Drink coffee? I need the caffeine. Yeah, but it's the, the weird part was like, Mom, when are you gonna let me have coffee for breakfast? And when says, you're a grown when, boy. When you're a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> but mom, I need the caffeine. Badly. And, and that's when my mind was like, this dude's gonna be the killer somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, but, he but he's not, but he's mind. not because he has Jenkins who hands him his coffee and a cigarette while he's walking out the door Your and asks him up. asks him if he if he needs his wheels. Yeah, he's like, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna walk. And he's like, no, I need a breath of fresh air while he's lighting up a cigarette. Yeah. Inside the, the house. Line, inside was, the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Everyone seems to be okay with smoking inside. They're, no, you, okay, back, what was the 80s? They're rich. I mean, let's be No, honest. it was the 80s. Every like, place was doing it. I'm, I'm surprised when they were in the classrooms, those motherfuckers weren't <laughs> smoking cigarettes. They might have been, you don't know. Again, I mean, back they in the had day, a Nazi flag in the there. Mall, I mean, man. That was, which, by the way, you don't get away with a Nazi flag these days. 
No, I'm, that was kind of any weird... Nazi paraphernalia. That's one of the cool things. When I saw that scene, I was like, oh man, it's fucking solidified in my heart because there's no way that any movie after this one, besides like, you know, oh, we're, you know, talking about Nazi bullshit, like Apt's Pupil or something like that. Oh, so American History X doesn't count then because that's. Or that, yeah, you know, like there's no way that it's like, it's like, oh, there's just a Nazi flag. Oh, uh, I got one. I got one. Spirit. The Spirit. Because okay. Jackson is. Oh, and then Scarlett Johansson. And then, I'm sorry, I'm not for Nazis, but that uniform on Scarlett Johansson, just get rid of the swastika stuff. Just that, the leather and the... Scar Joe in anything. Yeah. Is yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty, pretty true. But, uh... I yeah. could be living out of a, I could be living out of a sleeping bag, you know, eating, eating out of a dumpster. <laughs> as long as Scar Joe was with me, I don't think I would worry about anything. Like, I'd just be like, all right, it's just you she's and me, like, She's like, you can't stay in my house, but we can be together, so you have to live in the dumpster out back. <laughs> I'll see you in the them. morning, baby. You have to live with you have to live with them out back. I was like, oh, that's a small dumpster. <laughs> she doesn't. Only has she does not have a lot of trash. Um. Anyways, all right. So he hands to it. Anyway, so like the poor version of uh, Thompson Twins comes on. We're introduced to China and Sarah Brightman. Ah, see, he caught it too. Mm-hmm. I dude, I couldn't like when they actually. Her name is better, her name like, is actually <laughs> China Webster yeah, and Sarah and Brightman. Brightman. But back to the. Do you think that's a shot? Across no, the bow? No, because I don't think she was that big back in the time. She period. was the, she was doing the Michael Crawford shit way back in the eighties, right? And I don't know. Unless they were trying to get her cast in, she's like that shit. They're like call her Sarah Brightman. Yeah, it's like let's, she. Well, let's get her whipped. Yeah, man, she she fucks with them or something like that, and that was it. Anyways, but wait, wait, real quick though, on the, yep. the teacher, I thought was weird. This, I want to know more backstory about the teacher <laughs> because the dude's straight up fucking German. And he's like talking about the Nazis. He's well, got yeah, the Nazi flag and I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, get to that in one second. All right, so, we'll, we'll go, all right, so they walk by a wax museum that kind of just appeared out of nowhere, and thusly, though, so does David Warner <laughs> or Sark from Tron, as I like to call it. So great, he just, he just appears there in that really brightly Charlie, like the Willy Wonka suit oh, kind of thing. No, like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying like, like he does, he does his iconic pose. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he's like he looks to me like Colin Baker, the sixth Doctor, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so China gets all flirted because he's an older man. Yeah, she had some weird whatever there because she was talking about like having you know like oh he made me pay for my own drink. Um, and uh, so he invites them to a special viewing tonight around midnight, and she's like oh just after dinner but before breakfast, and winky uh, <laughs> wink wink face, and says. No more or less than six people. Cool. He disappears. Because he's a time lord. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, I gotta leave my family to make more Doctor Who episodes. Uh... Uh, it'd be so funny if it was the one with the broccoli in his in his in his little suit pocket. Uh, no, never mind. So he cut to college history class, and I know it's college because his mom said, you know, you can't have coffee, but you need to go to you can have your milk because you I'm need sorry, to go to college. That's not a college. That is that is a fucking high school. <laughs> the classroom is a fucking college classroom. When he comes no, out, no, they no. have the lockers and shit. I'm like, she said it's she I said know, it was they, college. The, so the football thing when they're out there. It just, oh my god! Really okay, so 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 uh, the professor has the Nazi flag uh, because you know uh, uh, Lithuania uh, lecture during World War II, which you know wouldn't fly in the movie anymore. Blah blah. blah but we said, but he uh, uh, the biggest thing that fucked with me wasn't the Nazi flag; it was the fact that they spelled fascism wrong. 
Did he really put fascism. Facism. It was. It was yeah. fascism. <laughs> yeah. So, fascism. Oh, go back oh. and watch that. You're gonna you're gonna be like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, Gaffigan Gaffigan gets scolded again and then has an outburst because uh, China went out with Jonathan again. Turns out Jonathan's the quarterback for uh, for USC Trojans. China's a hoe. And uh, and uh, Fosho and uh, the I'd, I'd so the professor professor asked for another like, forty page essay on dictators. Yeah, that see that was another weird thing that like they were hinting that he was like a, a Nazi basically like and I wanted yeah, a page on how bad dictators are and he's like oh shit with the Nazi flag just kind of like chilling yeah. in the background. They yeah. should have got the guy that, I can't remember who the actor was, but in um uh in the in a Mel Brooks movie called High Anxiety, there's a there's a character named uh, little Ullman, dr little Ullman, or professor little Ullman, or something like that <laughs> and like they should have got that dude because he's he's got that like heavy i gotta see that. I you've never that. seen high anxiety no but i Ooh. will oh it's a good movie but speaking of the football game they go down to the football practice right afterwards where for some reason they all hang out together um i don't know if they're childhood friends or not i kind of got that vibe i because yeah, that's what i was saying that's like felt more like high school because i kind of felt like they've, been, they've known each other for a long ass time and now they're just starting to well you date know, a well, little bit no china you know? and the main character tony tony what's his name no it's uh 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 um i don't know i couldn't remember the name tony's the other guy's name well the main character i don't anyways i call him gaffigan gaffigan jim gaffigan he was all trying to get into that hot pocket anyway uh so like gaffigan so it's like china and him were already a thing, and they broke up. I guess that was. Like, oh, they went out a couple of times, and then me, like when they're walking up to the place, uh, coming over the ridge, you know, before the wax museum just appears out of nowhere. Uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, but Tony, uh, Jonathan has something that to- that uh, Mark, yeah, Mark, was, Mark, Mark." Uh, she's like, "She's like, oh, I went out with Mark, but he made me pay for my own drinks. But <laughs> Jonathan has something that Mark doesn't, a body. <laughs> he still made me pay for my own drinks." Yeah, I mean, like... See, yeah, but then, like, later on, she's talking about how, like, she wants a man that's, like, worldly or well-traveled or whatever and can speak French or whatever. Oh, he my really God. Like the quarterback can speak French? Because I don't. Wait. <laughs> wait, till, wait till you hear our next advertisement. Anyway. So, <laughs> the, so um, yeah, so he's the quarterback for uh, USC, number 11. Way to go. Uh, and they are all watching. And two more characters show up, Gemma and James. Uh, and... You know, uh, China comes back up there after flirting with uh, Jonathan, and they and she invites them all to the wax museum. Uh, there's a funny part uh, where Jonathan punches out a huge lineman who ha- who still oh, has yeah. his helmet on, well, and then it just a quick cut to the you, next. You, but you know why he punched him out, right? <laughs> because and, he slammed him on yeah, the ground. Yeah, he sacked like, the, the shit like, out of him. That dude should get signed in the NFL. Not the quarterback, but the dude that, yeah, that, that jumped defensive over end. the entire line. He's like, <laughs> He that, played Matthews, that motherfucker. That def- like, yeah, he should be like 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 defensive end shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. He edited it to where it gets up, pulls the helmet off. Like Shaq Larson. That's some hack body 8-2-0. The only Adam Sandler movie I would watch. What? The follow-up to The Waterboy. What? Oh, I was going to say Little Nicky. Little Nicky was fantastic. It's okay. You didn't like the original movies? Like no, I'm, I'm all about the ridic- ridiculous six. Um, I actually like that movie. Not a, not even gonna lie, I thought it was pretty. There's only one part of that movie that I liked, and that was the, the, hanging? Base, the baseball scene. Oh, see, I thought you got the hanging like he's like <laughs> and he's like doing all the tricks <laughs> on the rope. Like, uh. um, yeah. So uh, they get they get some pre gaming in at Mark's house. 
uh, before they decide to go for a big night at the wax museum. Yeah, what, what, how old is it? It never says the age of these years, but he has his own fucking bar. They're in college. Well, it says yeah. bar right behind him. Well, it says beer, but then he's got beer. Like, it shows like he's sitting at a he's like hanging at a bar. He's like, anybody need a refresher or whatever? Oh, that's right. But, but I think it's at his parents' house. Still in mommy and daddy's yeah. house. So yeah, probably like, daddy's bar. She won't let him drink just... coffee. Yeah. By the way, where is daddy? Friends? By the way, this is picked up in Waxwork Two, where it's Bruce oh, Campbell. <gasps> What? Get the fuck out of here. Why did we watch that one? I'm not lying. It's oh, you know. Oh, if that's not your guys' next pick, guess what? Coming back around? Waxwork 2. That's fine. I was going to watch it anyway. I didn't know. Is he like a main character in it? Uh, he's a prominent character. That's and I, but guess so because oh, okay. <laughs> because all right, Gimli right. was a prominent right, character. Okay. Five minutes. So we got. Uh, all right. Um. So they're there. They're, they're, they're uh, killer neon sign. The beer sign, of course. Uh, it's Full of priceless heirlooms. Um, it just fits right in. Uh, so you get my favorite line of the movie after China says, Can a girl get laid around here without being burned at the stake? Oh, yeah. And then with a cigarette in his mouth, Mark asks if anyone has a match. Then she gives him a, I do what I want when I want. Dig it or fuck off. And everyone's like, ooh, that's got a hook. Yeah, that was a reoccurring thing. For like, they did it twice. Like they were trying to get. Well, the, the one guy did. They tried to get the running joke. Thing yeah, going. it's like, like they did it twice, but you can't get you can't get it going. Like if it only goes twice, it's like it's like eh. eh they're like, dude, shut up. We heard you the first two fucking times, dude. Well, actually, the James, the the other dude chimed in the second time. Oh, was, oh okay. Yeah. You're talking about like the punk rocker, the one with the mullet. Uh, is it punk rocker? I think that's because he. Oh, if he's a punk rocker. Well, okay, you gotta remember, eighties punk rockers were not exactly like what we're used to as far as punk rock. Uh, what year was this? Uh, <laughs> you might be right, eighty-eight. Well, because the, the thing that made me think about punk rock. You The thing that made me think about punk rock. By the way, we're gonna get a lot of hate mail in the forums on this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm a, just saying they miscast a lot the of punk rock. rockers that enjoy our podcast. No, that's fine. I'm all for them, but I'm like they kind of miscasted this dude if they're trying to make him because the whole thing was like he was kind of like the he, he, he looked like he was part of Wham, but they were trying to make him like edgy. <laughs> also, punk rock, punk rock pioneers Wham. Well, that's, that's my point. He was like they like they kind of missed that. Like they made it seem like he was that like renegade character and shit. Like he was the kind of the punky one, but he seemed more like a, a new wave. Like you know, well, to me, to me, just seemed like a big old pussy because well, that every like, single time, like his girlfriend's like chicks, huh? Wait up, yeah. Um, so that's his character. Besides being really into uh, zombie glasses, that's which yeah. Okay, that's it was kind of the punk rock like because you know I. When did Night of the Living Dead come out? That was 50, 58. Well, Night okay. of the Living Dead was 58. They, but they, it was it, it's not it's not any of the other uh, Night of the Living Dead. It's not any of the other ones because it's in black and white. So it's a, sh- it's a been, shout out to there's, there's, Night of the Living Dead. It, it, I thought like they felt like the hand reference was something that you'd see in like Return of the Living Dead. Really, I thought it was more like well, uh, Evil Dead too. But yeah, I mean, as it was well. definitely a, it was definitely. Well, there's so many shout outs to, to Sam is, Raimi in this motherfucker. But, the, the zombie they had... So much so that they bring Bruce Campbell in in the second. <laughs> well, the zombie they had like in the Wax Museum kind of looked like uh, like kind of more like Tar Man than something that was out of the 1950s. Yeah. Like he didn't... Well, not, yeah, he didn't... No, he looked... Like a, he kind of looked a lot like one of the mutants from uh, from the first uh, Hills Have Eyes. Okay. Me, you know. But, but also, one of the things about this movie is they didn't secure a lot of rights uh, when they made this movie because it was made in three days. It was written yeah. in three days and then it was shot in three days. And they only had like a certain amount of time to do it, 
which is great because I think a lot of it, um, a lot of the footage ended up on the cutting room floor, thankfully, because I'm pretty sure there's tons of deleted scenes that without all the, uh, the, the cool special effects, which the cool special effects are more of when they're uh, going from one dimension into the other. You know, the, the blue, the blue... I, once again, though, I'm a huge sucker for practical effects. I want to know how they did that, like, practical... Because I don't think that would, they would have the money to do CGI back then for this movie. So I wonder how the portal stuff does work. Hmm. But, I mean, like... Oh, I mean, the hand. The hand? No, yeah. just, like... Like, yeah, like, well, just going through, like, the portal itself. Like, how did they, you know... Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool to watch, like, a like a good behind-the-scenes. Yeah, I mean, because, like, uh, I don't know, practical effects-wise, I thought it had some pretty amazing... Shit. Oh, I thought, dude, this, <laughs> okay, yeah, so get it, all right, getting back into it, um, you know, the, uh, to get her fuck off, oh, it's going, but then she's, uh, so, uh, she says she's over it because she wants something more than just pizza after class, bitch, pizza after class is my line, it's <laughs> <laughs> my line, uh, so, you know, there's some wonderful banter about feminism and Maid's knowledge of Lithuanian culture before they walk up to the door of the museum and fling the the fence open. I, I want to point something out real okay. quick about that that fence. That was the weirdest. I've never seen a fence like swing open and not like those kind of fences, especially like if you swing it open like he did, it would like you know something. and kind this of one, wobble a little bit. Yeah, this one this one just goes and then just maybe skips, even fall like, off the hinge. Yeah. It's like how the fuck did that gate just go quick? <laughs> and just stay there, like, dude's fucking magic. Well, here's the thing: is that uh, okay? It is magic. Uh, it's well, a magic house. It yeah, just I appeared out of nowhere. Uh, so, Jimma uh, and uh, Jameson, Jimma Jameson, Jimma Jameson. They... <laughs> That's plastic works. It's a different movie. <laughs> take off. Take, they take off outside because the outside scares Jimma, and uh, and James is like, huh, women, huh, and takes off. Right. Wait, babe, wait, wait baby, wait. And then uh, Tony, or Bobby Briggs from Twin Peaks fame. You motherfucker. I didn't make that connection. Oh, that's right. That's what I'm here for, villains. <laughs> all, these, all these little subscripts. Hey, usually that you usually I'm on the ball. I, so that had to be like one of the first things he did. <laughs> oh, it was, it was definitely before. And then uh, before David Lynch got a hold of him. And... Uh, and uh, um, what was her name? What was her name? From from Twin Peaks. That that they kept Laura Palmer. Oh, okay. Laura Palmer's boyfriend. Before he became Laura Palmer's boyfriend. Uh, anyways, so yeah, it says the door is open on so own, you know, but really it's just a creepy midget. Who that says too. the plane, the plane? No, it's just the says, wax. Yeah, I couldn't understand a word he said in that movie. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> literally, I, this, it says. <laughs> my notes. <laughs> like I'm surprised. I'm surprised at this point that they didn't have the, 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 the. I don't want to say midget. It is a midget. Okay, well, midget's actually the proper term. Okay, well, I, I don't know. If Little man. Is, well, in Twin Peaks, you were like the black, the Black Lodge. Um, that that weird like the backwards talking music. Like, oh, like, that guy. They should have got him. That's the guy that that's the guy that did all the uh, Oompa Loompas in uh, Willy Wonka too, right? But, yeah, but, fuck it is. Yeah, it's in Charlie. Yeah, the, yeah um, and yeah. That's what I know him like from now more because he's all over the fucking screen in that. Dude, Tim he had Burton the debacle. actually. Well, it, it wasn't too bad. Wasn't I don't know, man. I'm not a big fan of Tim Burton's anything anymore. Dumbo Any, looks okay, I guess. There's nothing. Dumbo. 
Big Fish was like that was his masterpiece. That like, was it. That was he's it. like he made his masterpiece. He's like I'm fucked now. Well, he was he was fucked before that. He was making some really dumb. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory came out before Big Fish. No, it didn't. Didn't? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Positive? I'm pretty positive that Big Fish came out um before that. Yeah, well, either way. I still watch Sleepy Hollow. I think that's really Sleepy good. Sleepy Hollow was good, but it, like it's when he started making all these remakes and shit. Like like That Ed was Wood, when I went back. Oh, Ed Wood. Oh, love oh, me some Ed oh, Wood. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Ed oh. Wood, Ed Wood, Sleepy Hollow, both I have on VHS. I need to have waxwork on VHS though. I have like over four hundred VHS in that room. You guys seen them? Yeah. Those are two that are sorely missing from, from my collection. Anyways, alright, going back to it. Anyways, alright, so... We get the two more characters, and then... Um, so, they all they all seem to love smoking inside. So, the butler that we're introduced to is uh, uh, Jim Carrey as Lurch. <laughs> Actually, I was wondering, was that the actor that played Lurch later on in the Adam Sandler movies? No, no, it's definitely not him. No, it looks like it. It looks just like Jim Carrey uh, after he gets bitten and once bitten. I had, I, there, was, there was somebody else. <laughs> once he becomes a vampire and once bitten, right? It looks it's like his Eric. facial expressions like, are sorry, incredible. He, he looked like Eric Trump. He looked like Eric. Trump. He did. He looked like Eric Trump. I was like, looks like Eric Trump. He's just like super tall. Oh god! So all right, so so Gaffigan does a Maurice Chevalier impression, which I thought was really good. It's like, thank heaven for little girls, which I thought is best acting in the movie. Um, that little part. <laughs> all right, so uh, Chevalier also um, to let you know who that is. He's a you know French French uh, composer. He did Loving in the Sunlight, later made famous by Tiny Tim. Uh, Living in the Sunlight, sorry. And uh, so, finally, 15 minutes in, we get into the waxwork, where the wax figures really have a hard time standing still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was fantastic. Uh, they, all, they, all, they all go to look around, and it seems to be all terrifying scenes of death, except for the invisible man who seems to be shutting a car door with his ass. No, he's not. He's feeding a woman gasoline. Okay. I actually went back and saw that. I was, I was like, like, Jesus I was Christ, like, he's feeding uh, no, I like I saw I saw the picture. I'm like, was he shutting the car door with his ass? Like, what <laughs> no, he's feeding a woman gasoline, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because the Invisible Man wasn't really a maleficent character. He wasn't really a. Yeah, it depends on. I mean, he there's... he never fed a woman gasoline though. That you know of. Allegedly. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't the uh, Invisible Man. Maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was man. the other Invisible Man. No, it was Dark Man. You know? <laughs> And that chick was a bad guy. He's like he just—he was a totally different. He was in there doing that thing, and they came and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta freeze." You know what's fucking? <laughs> you know what's fucking odd is that watching this movie and then seeing that, and then and then you know knowing you know that Invisible Man, blah blah. Like I saw an ad on YouTube for the Doom Patrol, the new DCU thing yeah, that, that's coming that's out, really good. and there's a dude that looks just fucking like the Invisible Man, he, he is. all wrapped up. He's not invisible, but he like blows like shockwaves out of his body or something like that. He, uh, he's he, gay. Yeah, he's like, no, he's all burned. He's up. like a gay fighter pilot. That yeah, he's all burned up. That's what it is. That's why he's wrapped up in yeah. bandages. I mean, you know who plays the robot? That's a uh, Brendan Fraser coming awful. back into. He looks awful. Though. He's coming back. Baby, dude, he, I Brandon don't know Fraser's what happened, back. but like he hit a brick wall somewhere when his, in his life. In Listen, it's you know it's tough being a Hollywood actor. No, it's not. Fuck him. All right, <laughs> no, so, <laughs> no, I'll tell you right now, man. It was Monkey Bone. 
<laughs> monkey bone. That's have, what did it. Having having to star next uh, next to Elizabeth Hurley, you know, I really had to do. Oh, bedazzled. I actually like. Not, was it, that bedazzled? Yeah, oh, that was, that was bedazzled. Bedazzled or bedazzled? Bedazzled. I should have thought it was a remake. I keep getting Monkey Bone and Bedazzled mixed. But I like Monkey. I actually liked Monkey Bone a little bit. I thought it was kind of no, was Monkey Bone was fun. Yeah, it was. It like, was a interesting. Fun, if you don't take it seriously, it was a fun. It, it reminds me. It reminds me of Idle Hands. You know, Dude, I mean, Idle yeah. Hands oh. was fucking classic. Dude, you know what's funny? Good, we should do movie. Idle Hands on you remember, this. You, you we should do Idle Hands. We should my, do Idle Hands. My favorite part about Idle Hands though is the Offspring being the band and playing an AFI song. Would you guys want to do a podcast like like in the middle of a graveyard? That'd be fucking cool. I was trying to do that actually. We were trying to do that with our uh, the Ouija board special for the bump of the night. Okay, we can do we can do your podcast in the middle of a graveyard, and then come back here and do uh, do one around here. You know, because well, I know a graveyard I want to do, but I don't know it, the graveyard that I want to do is um, yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's they call it the witch's cemetery, but it's the it's the cemetery on any river drive that's like okay, fucking right. ancient. Okay. And like they, they, uh, I was thinking the one that was off of uh um Selvitz. Oh no. That's James, St. James. Is that the one that's open twenty four hours? It's like closer to Fort Pierce. It's got like the gate. We'll talk about it another time. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, you guys can't come. But you can listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, they all go to look around. It seems terrifying. Scenes of death. Uh, Bobby Bobby Briggs, uh, <laughs> who's always not going to be known, uh, is uh, accidentally loses his Zippo trying to light a cigarette next to the werewolf exhibit and uh, crosses the top rope to retrieve it. The top, the top rope? <laughs> yes, he's Rey Mysterio. He, gets, like... super <laughs> he gets super kicked by the Young Bucks. The whole movie just ends. <laughs> What'd you you know, you make? know the match never ends with super kicks. <laughs> they bring people out of the audience. Not so anymore. He is, uh, he is the, he is now the first transported to another dimension inside the exhibit. This one being a take on George Wagner's The Wolfman. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Briggs then says, "My new favorite line of the movie: Who put the acid in my drink? China." <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the follow-up, which, which, by the way, endears me a little bit more to China. Yeah, but the follow-up response to that was even funnier to show how like fake this dude is, like how like obviously how far he's gone, like mentally, because he's like, oh wait, I gave up drinking. But he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, oh wait, I gave up drinking, and like, and like he slaps a pine tree on the way into. He's like, he got me with the smells. I'm hypnotized. That's what it is. I'm hypnotized. Good job. And he's like talking to nobody. Yeah, he's like acting like he's like on a game show. Talking to the moon. By the way, full moon tonight here in a uh, good old South Florida, villainous South Florida. Tonight, I don't know if you guys Word. noticed. That's Did not. Gimli's on the prowl. Word. So, that being said, he meets Gimli and uh, starts the to best actor who starts to turn because of the full moon. Now, Bobby Briggs uh, does some really good acting here. I thought he I thought he did a great job in this. Yeah. I think I I mean despite despite the fact that his character is annoying as fuck. He's the only one that would but he's the only one that uh, was just oh this is a practical joke. Yeah. Everybody else didn't have like any sort of like they're just like shit, this is real. Like he was the only one that was self-aware. Yeah. Yes. All of the rest of them like fell into character. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, when we're coming yeah, there's a weird All of them were more hypnotized and and brought in by the exhibit. He yeah. just followed his lighter in. Yeah, he's just like I need my fucking and he's and, and he thinks he's on acid, right. <laughs> <laughs> because he drinks some, but then he doesn't drink anymore. But he doesn't. Yeah, which I like that at the beginning. But he also knows what 
an acid trip is like well, so, because yeah, people have dosed him. But apparently, yeah, China. <laughs> apparently, in particular, apparently he drinks a lot because like at the beginning he's like, oh, I quit drinking. Like, what's that? The third time this month? Like, oh like, <laughs> yeah, yep, shit. yep. That's a good old college freshman. Uh, so you know, uh, you know, he comes back from getting. The, so he goes in there. He meets a, meets Gimli. Gimli starts transforming, and uh, we don't get to see the full transformation of Gimli into the werewolf but that's that's still to come because there's some really good stuff that happens so bobby briggs comes back from getting the firewood and uh attacked by a wide angle lens sam raimi style yeah uh and you know gets and and then gimli bites him two men enter one is a werewolf hunter the other is his assistant who is also Anthony Hickok's brother, James, who is also the assistant editor on the film. Oh, so he Ted Raimi'd him, huh? Oh, yeah. Get in there and do this. Yeah, one get of the best, it's one of the best continuity mess-ups <laughs> with this scene. Where? When um, <clears throat> when he tells the, you know, hand me the bullets, the silver bullets, and he goes to load the gun, he drops the bullets, and there's three bullets on the ground. And he picks one up, and loads the gun, and boom, fires. And then he goes to pick up another bullet, and there's three bullets on the ground. Oh, I, I missed that. Yeah. I missed that. Good catch. Catch. Blooper. Right, uh, you know, the fight ensues where James Hickox hits the werewolf Gimli with a chair, and which he hilariously brushes off. The werewolf just brushes yeah. it off yeah, his shoulder. That was fantastic. And I popped so hard for that, dude. I was so just like, cast ah. that. When we recast that, can that be The Rock as the werewolf? <laughs> Oh, I don't okay, think we so have that we kind have of budget. Like, <laughs> I don't think I we have the budget. To say we have an infinite budget, apparently. Okay, listen, Bruce, we don't, we don't have, Bruce we don't have the, we don't have the budget for the next president of the United States, aka Hobbs, from Hobbs and Shaw, which is also going to be the, the one of the greatest movies that ever made. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Hobbs and Shaw. He's like trying to slam it. He's like. There is there is no and Idris Elba is like a like he's like a bionic super villain. He's James Bond going like gone like fucking ape shit. Oh my god! I cannot wait to see this movie. Uh, anyway, so uh, should we do a watch party and like? I would love to do like. Oh shit! Yeah, we could go to a movie. Do like our you know. Yeah, Yeah. I'm saying we all go to the movie together, watch it, and then I mean. Well, once that come out, if I go to see Hobbs and Shaw without my girlfriend though, she'll kill me. So she'll have to come with us. Right. But then we'll come and do a. You could do the podcast afterwards. right afterwards. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. When Hobbs and Sh- okay, so that's what it's gonna be. It's no, it's it's all of our pick. So that kind of like kind of slips in between. So it kind of slipstream. Yeah, so yeah, so that'd be so uh, special on Patreon. Okay, so all of our Patreon subscribers will get to see us uh, have our our special Hobbs and Shaw special feature. Yeah. Damn, we could have done it with we might actually game, video yeah. that one. Yeah. Who knows? Well, the YouTube channel is going to have like a lot more with it too. Obviously. So we're going to be able to to get a little bit more. Anyways, dude rips James Higgox apart. It's fucking half, dude. In half by so his head. He rips all, him he apart by his baby's his head. So hard at that, first that, that great it, like, that that no 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 he squeezes him so hard that like strawberry jelly starts coming out of his head. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then, and then just rips him apart. Uh, which you know, that was a fantastic practical effect, by the way. Pretty fucking yeah, no, all, badass. I think all of them were pretty done. Pretty, I mean, for budget wise, I'm sure they didn't have. I mean, that's definitely one of the best. That one is, and um, later on, there's a kind of a curb stomping. There's a few. There's a few. So, the hunter shoots werewolf Gimli, and uh, after some great 
Oh, you got me acting under the mask, which really shows John Reese Davies full acting potential and full acting you range. You really think that was him under the mask? I don't know. I, I really want it to be. <laughs> You're like, all right, we have like 10 grand. What do we do? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, got me. Oh, oh, and he and just sits like, down. He like calmly sits down and just like, that's how that's how they do it, you know. And then he looks over at, he looks yeah, over he, at uh, Humboldt. Totally, he was totally pissed that uh, uh, that uh, Jerry O'Connell didn't hit the button to slide them out of there quick enough. <laughs> yeah. So then he shoots Bobby because he's turning, and that's where you get to see some of the really cool uh, American werewolf in London style well, yeah, or influenced. Say, well, I was gonna say that, and then also. Um, that looked like like a Cronenberg type. Like, I really thought effect. it was. Yeah, I thought it was more like. Uh, you remember American Werewolf yeah. in London, obviously. Well, yeah. Uh, the Academy Award winning for those effects, and I feel like that was where they got. I mean, they they really wanted to portray that transformation. Scene. Question is though, which one did come out first? Well, uh, London, of course. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, but I mean, like, it, it, I like the body more. Like they did a lot of the more body morphing stuff, to which I'm sure. Uh, the special effects team on um, American Werewolf in London was probably influenced by Cronenberg shit because that dude fucking like all his all the, like the fly dude. shit like when he's transforming into the fly and all that stuff it's like damn dude yeah. that looks legit one of my one of my favorite I think I gotta say my absolute favorite Cronenberg is Scanners I don't know if I remember Scanners I have it on VHS if you want to borrow it. I think I have it on DVD. It's so good. I watched, like, I literally watched that Is that a that full movie. moon movie? No, that wasn't a full moon movie. No, it's it's about, uh, it's got Michael Ironside, and I, I, he's the bad guy, but he's the guy that makes the guy's head explode at the very beginning, because they're, they're, oh, okay. they're telepaths. Oh, okay. I remember scanning. They're okay. telepaths, but they're also able to make people's heads explode. So, like, really powerful telepaths. Well, you, you, you unleashed a, a demon, actually, though. There's a, there's a problem with why you shouldn't have told me about Tubi. They have like almost the entire full moon catalog on there, uh, even pre hysteria. Telling you, Tubi's where I spend most of my time. So <laughs> if you guys want, if you guys really want to watch some great movies, yeah, get the fire no stick ads. and get Tubi. No, no yeah. there's ads. There was. Ads. I didn't have. There any was ads, ads on mine. Watching. Oh, see, when I was watching uh, Waxwork, there was not an ad. No, there's 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 ads in mine. Yeah, there was a couple. Yeah. I didn't get any. I didn't get a lot. No, it's, there's not a lot. There's not I mean, a lot at all. I, I really don't think I got any. You get more on YouTube. Honestly. Oh. Fucking YouTube and Facebook ads. But uh, what, one of the shots, and this is like just going to the next page, is I love how the shot of uh, of how Gaffigan's walking up, and uh, Bobby Briggs is is dying in the corner from the from silver poisoning, and he's just like collapsed in the corner, and, uh, and then go back, and he's just walking around the the wax museum, doesn't even notice that his buddies they the new exhibit. They don't show up like right away. Right, it takes a, no, it takes a second. It takes a second. Well, yeah, no, because remember no. they, they set, he has a stop, when like he at the end, like remember when uh, at the end he's when like, they're like they're like wait a second, and then it's like yeah, yeah it was basically it gives them time. Yeah, but the thing is, to, yeah, once they die, they show up because it's a dimensional thing. No, but they don't because once he when he walks, past, I, I'm pretty sure when he walks past the wolf exhibit for the first time, and you know obviously the wolf's dead at the table. You he's see, in the corner. I don't, I don't think oh, the yeah. first, he oh, was the first time oh, yeah. it shows it. Oh. Yeah, it actually shows it actually shows him being shot and dying and then pans out and and they're in the wax museum and, and Gaffigan's walking around. Galligan. Zach Galligan's walking around. Jim Gaffigan's walking around. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Uh, Sarah Brightman or Christine from 
from Phantom or Blind Meg from Revo. <laughs> but the actual actress is uh, Deborah Foreman. Uh, she was actually Valley Girl opposite uh, Nicolas Cage. And uh, in Real Genius opposite Val Kilmer, too. Oh, that's a good movie. Uh, she walks past and uh, sees an invasion of the Body Snatchers type exhibit um, before we get to China, marveling at a semi-still ator. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> the Body Snatchers exhibit. Wait. It, I thought I, I have a hard time knowing if it's an actual body snatchers exhibit or or a little shop like of the, horrors. It's little shop because it says. Well, here's the horrors. other part. It here's the other part me. though. The other part though is that yeah, it says feed me, but there's also like a dead woman with black stuff all over her face. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, you got but also with the that baby, doesn't happen in little shop of horrors. No, it doesn't. But there is a giant um, uh, piranha plant. Venus See that the first time I thought that was an aliens reference, but there was. Like, but that... Oh, there's there's a definitely an aliens reference in here uh, because all right, uh, we're, oh, this, all this gets into it. Trust me, trust me. All right, so she walks past in the and uh, and so China, so she sees Ator Miles O'Keefe, which like I know my mom had this huge poster of Miles O'Keefe uh, when I was growing up, and it scared the living shit out of me because like it like she just thought he was hot. Right, she's like, "Oh, look at Tarzan! Look at how hot Miles O'Keefe is!" Blah blah blah. But when I would go into the basement, I'd see this, you know, poster, and it like it was two D, right? It was flat up against the wall, and it looked like he was staring at me every single place that I went. Oh, like the and I was like, "This is not okay," you know. So, anyways, uh, so yeah, and he was also Tarzan. So, uh, you know, he's playing Dracula, and uh, the rope drops. This is the only time that the rope actually like drops on Welcome. its own. Welcome, come in. Yeah, uplifted. And uh, and so and so you know the, uh, the the she sits and she comes in and she seems to be just fine with the sitch that she's in. I don't know if this is the first sign of hypnotism. Being, no, yeah, she was charmed by the vampire. I mean, but there's Dracula. also the charm that comes with the Marquis de Sade exhibit. Yeah, that one. Well, that one was extra, bro. That one. That was. was that was fucking. That that's where the movie. Took We're getting. Well, oh, we'll get into that one. I don't know if it took a dark turn or a turn oh, for I said a weird fucking turn. It just it started getting realm into the weird. But anyways, uh, so she she comes in and she sits down uh, and with this dress with all these like little uh, birds feathers like that. Yeah, with the feathers. Yeah, something like that. I think it was supposed to be like a symbolization between good and evil. You know, these vampires like bats. She's oh okay. Like, oh okay. Because she's in white. She's I can get pure. that. So she's like in Well, she's not pure, but I mean, like, she's in white. Like, she's supposed to be like right, right, white right, right, versus right. the you know, dark kind yeah. of. Why do, why do braids wear virgin white? None of them don't deserve that pride. That's a Primus lyric. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, so, anyways, uh, so she sits down for some steak tartare. Oh, yes. Steak tartare. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Steak tartare in so long. Which looks more like apri- apricots and cherry gelatin, and truly enough, that is exactly what oh, it is. Yeah. Um, but she, you're introduced to uh, her son, Stefan, or his son, Stefan, and the other brides, Karina, uh, Karinja, or sorry, uh, Layla, Gabriella, Emma. I can't remember which okay, one. Okay, so, so to add to our recasting of this, we need Bill Hader to play the son, Stefan, but as Stefan from SNL. Yes. Yes. I think that would work. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it's a little salty, but parts of it has its charm. It's a little salty, but 
that's, well, that's part weird. of its charm. Yeah, it's Drax says, but I think that's possibly about the movie itself. <laughs> uh, this movie's very self-aware. So she spits the meat out in, uh, very discriminately while the rest of the vamps slurp or meat down the most disgusting mouth noises ever. That was, oh, that was, that was hard. I was like sitting here, I'm like, ew. Yeah, but everybody, they're supposed to be all fancy and shit, and they're eating this stuff, and it's just like, like, it's just like, we fucking vampires, man. Use a fucking, <laughs> yeah, they're fucking vampires. To be, you're a fancy count. Use your goddamn napkins. What they're there for. I think they're trying to illustrate that these I, are like yeah, fucking I, I, monsters. Well, you know disgusting. they're monsters. You don't need to go that far. So, Ludwig <laughs> shows her to her room where uh, she says, Wow, what an intense dream. Now, that's the only time that she seems any what self-aware, except for when she goes into the basement, and she's like, what is happening? Well, yeah. when you get to the basement thing, yeah. there was there's part of that I think they cut the kind of... Fuck. Oh, like, it's definitely cut. No, but there's I'm, a well, lot of Evil Dead that goes on in that basement scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, so Stefan, uh, actually, you know what? On that note, we're going to take a, take a quick break for the advertisement. Tired of the same old champagne or champagne? Tired of those sparkling wines that aren't from France or the certain parts of France that you want? Well, most of us at this winery don't call it a winery. We call it a bathery. We like to keep our champagne nicely coated. In certain illustrious wax paper. And we keep them highly, highly charged and shaken, not stirred. Find us at our closest vinery. We are located in the basement of El Contracul in the Transylvanian Alps. The best place to find your sparkling wine outside of Champagne, France. Try it. Be it. getting some really weird advertisements going on there. Yeah. Anyways, back to it. Hey, we'll take money from anybody. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So well, remember, uh, uh, pledge to our Patreon account. Well, you know, I guess we'll have to use them later on <laughs> if we ever do another vampire. We'll let anyone va- advertise with well, us. Well, we had another advertisement because they mentioned the bathroom thing. I mean, the, there's there's another uh, advertisement I think we'll use some other time for Urzabit Bathory's uh, skincare products. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, it's supposed to rejuvenate and they use the finest, yeah. uh, the finest, purest products. Well, speaking of virgins... Um, <laughs> um, these these fuckers seem to love bathing in that shit. Um, so yeah, so uh, Stefan comes and knocking without you know knocking. He comes he comes and comes on in without knocking, and she's like she's like she's like uh, you know he says his father just wants her for himself. Now I'm sure what she's thinking is like oh wow cool threesome, but. She, but as soon as he like shows his, <laughs> shows his fangs and tries to bite her, and and this guy seems to have a real inept problem with furniture, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I yeah, which I wrote down. I think the hardest part, har- hardest problem being a vampire is furniture. <laughs> um, so uh, you know she runs downstairs and she makes it to uh, she makes it to the basement, which got some great tiling going on in there. Yeah. You need, like to, everything. you need to find that Tyler, man. That's some good tiling. 
Anyways, uh, she meets her quote-unquote fiancé who doesn't want her to see okay. him. That's what I was getting to. Why all of a sudden and how does she have a fiance? Well, here's the thing is how that she when, they, when is? she gets it when she gets in there, when she when she gets into the exhibit, uh uh, uh he says um he says uh, uh we're sorry that your fiance couldn't make it. Or something like that, you know, so that she's a character in that little story. Well, because and then, then I was going back in my mind trying to like. Now, did Dracula to... even have a stun? No, and that Stephanie? see, and that's the fucked up thing. That's what I was. They're trying taking to say. a lot of liberties, I think. Yeah, here. because in Bram Stoker's Dracula, there is a um, there is a character with his fiance, and he ends up dying, and she ends up getting bit, and becoming a vampire. I think there. I mean, there's a lot of like. <sighs> well, from what I remember, because I read, I read. Bram Stoker's Dracula, I think, in like the eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, or something like that. From what I remember, is most of it is at sea. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of letters. Wait, well, okay, okay. Um, it's all the, letters, the, right? Yeah. Well, it's it, each. Well, they're journals. Each There's journal a huge is like part a, of it that's like them at sea. It's like it, well, thirty, yeah, forty that's, pages, and I because just because that's like, that's kind of the narration is um it's all these journals that this person's reading. I think it's Helsing. See, but that's so, it's journals. what's so weird though is that like with with like. And and there was a there was a YouTube video that popped up on my thing too. It was like which one of the Dracula oh, that, stories? Oh, yeah, by um, by angry video game nerd, but yeah, really just James and that. But yeah, that's yeah. a good video actually. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, that's watch what popped video. up. It popped up, and it's like which one of the Dracula movies is most like the the book? Yeah. And only thing that I fucking remember about that book is that goddamn voyage at the sea where they're like, we're not sure while well, the rats are dying. It's like fuck. <laughs> It's like, oh, we lost another man to see. It's like, ah, oh, whatever. Because okay, because that's when, um, that's basically when Dracula, uh, he boards, goes away, and then like, and gets to London. Gets to London. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So to when to stop him with Helsing and shit, but then but they end up going. I think they end up going back to Transylvania. Um, it's kind of like it, it's, but as far as I know, Dracula didn't have a son in that book. I don't know if there's. I know. I don't think he did. Yeah, so I don't know what like which one they're going. And I don't on think any of the and I don't think any of the brides had names either. I feel like there was just like a but lot. But there was of three of those, right? There, there was like, three. So that then, was accurate. Well, no, there's. She, he listed off four of them. He listed off four that were sitting at the table. Only three of them died down there. Now here's what happened: is that uh, um, when she gets down there, yeah, so whatever. Uh, Stefan uh, shows up and takes a bite of his leg because he's feeling a bit peckish, that, and that's exactly how I say I'm hungry really too. Really great fucking uh, practical yeah. effect there with that leg scene. Oh yeah, because like just... you couldn't tell. Where, also, like... by the way, great scream acting from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he does it like four or five times, okay. and you believe him. More for recasting, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's so um, uh, China does uh, the the greatest thing that I've ever seen anyone do with serrated edge knives, and that's hold them as a cross up against his head so hard it explodes. That was cool, and it gets in her mouth and his mouth. I don't know if you know. It gets that. in everyone's mouth. But like, <laughs> this is the funny thing about that because. You you didn't mention the uh, the like kind of um, the, the Scooby Doo type chase around the table. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Because again, again, a vampire's worst enemy is furniture. furniture. <laughs> and like every time, like something would happen to where the guy's leg, like the open leg, would get like fucking touched and shit. But, but like... also, also, like not to not to shoot ahead, but how how Dracula gets killed at the end is so hilarious. 
Um, anyways, all right. So, by the way, though, if his leg was looking anything like that, he would be in shock. He would not be conscious at all. Except, except, there's vampire. There's certain ways secretions. to keep. Well, no, because he's, which is weird, because in Dracula, I believe they have, they have to drain you to the point of almost death, and then you have to feed on their blood. But I think as long as you just feed them your blood. It'll keep them like there's a weird fucking There's thing. so many different vampire yeah. mythos though. And that's I think that's what they were doing was keeping him like kind of like sedated by like feeding them. Like he, they, it wasn't like a full on transformation, they just kept him on that verge point. Because she barely touches him, you know, during that scene when he turns. Right. And um and you you can see that, like she's just biting him for like a second. So obviously you know, to she, me to me it's like whenever vampires come up it's like anything else that's like like aliens almost. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's almost like you you can twist the 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 mythos to fit the story, if it works. Yeah. You could. I mean, because yeah. I mean, look at Underworld. I mean, like yeah, she looked in the mirror and was talking to herself in the mirror. Yeah, when you're not supposed to, she's, she's not supposed to see her reflection. Right. Or also, or uh, even Supernatural, where it's like, oh, vampires aren't really vampires. You have to behead them. In which case seems to work for everything. Or, or once bitten, except for. Uh, Quite shy. No, no. I mean, have you ever seen one spitting by? Uh, Thank you, Copperhead. Jim, Jim Carrey. It's a Jim Carrey movie. Is that Copperhead? First movie. Is that? Oh yes, I have. Where yeah, that dude. That's, that's exactly who. That's exactly who Lurch looks like. He looks exactly like Jim Carrey once he turns, <laughs> <laughs> and he acts like him too. But uh, I mean, yeah, the vampire thing is kind of weird. Like, there's different mythos and shit. Like, the same thing with zombies. I mean, like, there's so many different. Well, ones the brides come in, and here's how the brides die. Um, I heard the unedited version is it's the one that I saw. It's the one on Tubi, and it's like the blood sprays everywhere. Yeah, and the champagne sprays are very Evil Dead, very Sam Raimi. Yes, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna point which that. Which made which wouldn't me have killed her. Endeared the fuck out of it to but me. But that yeah. wouldn't have killed her though, because as he said, the only way to kill there's three ways to kill them. Right. Impale them with a wooden stake through well, the heart. Decapitate them. Also, or... there's a lot of questions on what kills anything. But how, the way. fact that those bottles didn't break when she got like shoved on them. Like, damn, that's like the... Okay, there's a movie called Zombie. It's a Greek movie. It's the first zombie movie from Greece. It's called Zombie. Zombie with the I, no E, right? I think. Yeah, I know what you're uh, talking about. You see a zombie get decapitated with a goddamn candlestick. Like, what? Fuck. I'm gonna watch <laughs> the, that again. It does not happen in real life. Billy Zane's in the second one, apparently. Yeah, no, that's the one I saw. Yeah, see the first... Zombie yeah, 2. His career's gone to shit so bad, he's in a fucking movie that it's, like, awful. <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to get Billy Zane... Val Kilmer and Brendan Fraser together for for like an old dogs reunion. <laughs> if, oh. we ever, if we ever get Val, I'm, Kilmer, I'm, I'm pinning the script in my head can right I, now. Can I suggest speak. a movie if Val Kilmer ever does like somehow end up on our show because he has nothing better to do? But Val Kilmer is gonna end up on our show just if he ever did. Like if it's somehow some magical fucking way Val Kilmer just like, the only way Val Kilmer is like... ending up on our show is that if I pick Batman Forever. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a really good but kind of cheesy movie he's in called Salt and Sea. That's like, oh, it'd be cool to pick his brain on that because like although one of the movies he's done, I will say this: Kiss, kiss Dracula, in Kiss movie. Kiss Bang Bang. That's with uh, him and um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey right Jr. right before right before uh, RDJ started doing Iron Man. That was right before it. Right before, and it was uh, Shane Black did that one. Ah, the Predator. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, no, Did you on see it. the new one? I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Oh, thank you. Everybody else was like, that was shit. I'm like, oh my God. They took the Dude. elements from the first and second one and like, oh my God. Added them together. I literally, like, I thought it was great. 
I love the fact that they got the predator dog. That was cool as shit. I think the best. I think the best part of that movie is when the guy from Supernatural that played uh, Gordon, the the vampire hunter. Oh shit! Yeah. And uh, and like he and he's like this main scientist, and like he puts the gun on his shoulder, and he's like, "Yeah, now you're all fucked." And like he doesn't know how to do it, so he turns to the side and it blows his head off. (laughs) Dude. The, the one thing I really Sorry. liked about that fucking That just movie made me laugh so hard when that, I saw that. The, the best thing about that movie, I think, was... It's like that, a split second, and he's like a, he's like a really prominent character. He just makes one dumbass decision. Well, they, I was well, like, in oh, the, in, the, in the facility, though, they show, like, the different um, spears and weapons from the previous Predators in, like, the background, like, in a, in a display case. But the best part to me was... Oh, and his, I think they had the different masks from the one and two. Um, the best thing was though was Gary Busey or Jake Busey was playing Gary yes, Busey's son, yes. uh, which uh, is fucking, keys, keys. Yeah. yeah. So he was playing yeah, the son good. of the character from Two, which I thought I was, was like great. that's fucking great. But you know what? You know what I was expecting that didn't happen, and I'm glad it didn't. I was expecting it to happen, but I kind of wish it did, because in Predator Two, if you remember, Gary Busey, Keys, Agent Keys, uh, he you think he's dead, right? But he comes back, and then the character, the the predator, you know, cuts him in half. Oh, so you wanted to do the same? thing. I wanted to do the same thing because you thought he was dead, and he comes back, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna get killed. The only way that would have worked is if you had like a fucking really cheesy, cheeky thing where somehow he was still alive after getting like cut in half. He's like, well, like father, like son, (laughs) (laughs) which Shane Black totally would have wrote. I bet, I bet that's it. I bet that's somewhere in the I script. I fucking hope. It's, it's somewhere, it's somewhere <laughs> in one of the lost notes. I, the only thing I had a problem was was um, they did reshoots, and the reshoots were supposedly because Dutch was supposed to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? But the thing was, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they offered him the amount of money that he wanted, but he said he wasn't a prominent enough character to come in no, during, that, the, during that, the last one. What that means scenes. is that he's going to be in the numbers. He's going to be the second one. He'll be in the next one. I, I don't think this one did well enough. Well, neat. okay. Predators didn't do well enough. We still got this one. I mean, Shane I mean, they're Black's gonna, gonna, they're gonna to make, make Predator movies despite. Yeah, but Shane Black's gonna find a way to make. He found a way to make this one. So good for Shane Black. Either way, so after all these, uh, after all these Evil Dead uh, type endings, you have the brides. Uh, one of them uh, killed, uh, impaled with a table leg. Which Charles no, directs her all, to like do. No, several of them did. She she tw- two of them. With two it. of them. Yeah. Okay, so then all four of them are accounted for because the other one gets the champagne bottles, and uh, the other one uh, gets the knife to the back who was biting Charles, and he turns, and then she goes screaming up the stairs because she just cannot deal with it anymore. Well, I don't know. There might have only been three. I gotta go back because she she you had to stab him in the heart with the stake. Right. So maybe she just stabbed him in the stomach and it like backed up. I did love the like when she stabbed. Um, oh, the champagne bottles is the best. Well, that was cool too. But I that love, was very like Sam Raimi-ish because I, like it just like like opens up blood and champagne all up yeah, in China's just, face, and she's like, ah. yeah, that was that was very because that Sam was Raimi. the first facial she's ever had. <laughs> Whoa! It's probably the, the most hot fire. one she had. <laughs> yeah, right? Whoa! Hot change! Hot change! Ah. Jack and bad imperial nickels. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the I think the well, she's not she's not even the one that gets called a whore or a slut a bunch of times in this movie. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. Well, I think those characters somehow what? got switched. I think what? I think well, I think somehow the characters got switched on that whole 
situation for some reason. I don't think so at all. I think this it, was no, deliberate. Because it, <laughs> no, because it fits her demeanor better or her character better to be the one that's. Well, with she the, the she song. also was the one that was saying a lot about feminism and like oh like when when they were us like when he's like he's like oh you know oh, that was just lady. a joke. She's he just goes, like, like I think I'm just gonna play a feminist yeah. for tonight. Well, she also said that line before that I like so much. I'm gonna do what I want. You can even yeah, it's not like it that. I don't, I don't because it. like I feel like she was a very more prominent. Um, as a female, like, whore? a female, like a female character, because, you know, even, even if you go back to like, she was uh, the first to die. There's no way that was that, like the way they were setting that shit up. There was no way that she was supposed to be the first to die. I, I don't know. know I disagree happened. on that one. What do you think, Josh? I think they, I, I think they were, you liked China, right? Up. I, well, you know, there were certain things about her that I liked, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I don't think that they were setting her up. I mean, I do think they were setting her up to be the first to die. You did, really? I mean, the first of the girls to die. Yeah. I see. I I didn't see it. Like I I felt like when they when they had her going and then she, well, we'll get to it because it's about you're about to get to that. Um. Well, did you want me to continue then? Okay. No. Uh. So like then you you get to the part to where like she she becomes like this badass Ash type Slayer type character and she's like fucking these vampires up and shit. And then there was the one funny scene with the giant knife before you know the whole head explosion. That uh, she like jabbed him in the fucking gut, and he's like, ah, 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 and he just pulls it out. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like that? Yeah, that whole scene was very Sam Raimi-ish. And that's what, I was kind of wondering, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of throwbacks to this. I'm wondering if they had a higher budget, if this was supposed to be an anthology film with different directors doing the inner world, um, you know, parts. Right. Because each one had a different style. And I mean, as far as direction goes, like it, it, the director did a really good job with it. But I feel like if they had a higher budget, maybe they would have gotten like Sam Raimi to do that scene, or you know, for like George Romero to do the the zombie scene. Because you know, I think I think it might have also just been a instead of like something like that where the guest directors. I think it could have just been like the main director paying homage to well, other I, great directors. I. I'm saying like I'm saying if they had a higher budget would they would they have gone that route is what I'm saying like that's nah, I mean, I they do that awesome. a lot now because like even back then <clears throat> creep show and shit was coming out in like the '80s and that was you know different it was a different the different stories and I don't know if that one was one of the, where they started doing all the directors right or if it was just one director all the way through like now you've got like this movie there's a movie that Kevin Smith's actually one of the guest directors and it's a horror movie anthology and it basically a um, horror movie. It's a horror movie anthology. Not, oh, a, horror, okay. not a horror movie. A oh. horror movie. Oh, okay. Sorry. Not a dick and horror. fart joke horror movie. Jumping back in. I have to take that a second. <laughs> um, so Kevin Smith... Award-winning podcast. <laughs> what it is is each person, there's like 12 different stories, I guess, and they're each for like different... Or there's a certain amount of stories, and they're all about different like... Uh, different holidays. Mm-hmm. So there's a different horror story for each holiday. Right. Um, and he does one of them. But like, yeah, they, they started doing the, the guest director thing, and it's the same thing with that uh, one... The Masters of Horror thing was like a huge anthology thing, and that all started around that, you know, like in the '80s they were doing that, and they were going to do that with Tales from the Crypt, where they were going to do those kind of movies where it'd be anthology series, and then you know that became its own show, and then so like that all started around that time. So I was always I was just curious, like if 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 they had gone to another company and the company had a bigger budget, if they would have made him do like the guest directorial, you know. Well, speaking of anthology series, what do you guys think about Jordan Peele trying to remake the Twilight Zone? I think it'll be great. I mean, I thought I mean I He's haven't seen Oz. Candyman too. What? Yeah. 
they they have it slated for a 2020 release. Ooh. So you guys, so you guys, you guys are fans of Jordan Peele. Oh, I fucking love it. Absolutely. I haven't seen Us, but Us looks fucking crazy as shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm, I know it's a very unpopular opinion, but I thought Get Out sucked. Ouch. I actually didn't see Get Out. I actually thought it was really well done. I felt like it would have been perfect to do a podcast on because I hated it I'll that do. much. I don't want that to be my choice, but if we come down, the, like it comes down the pipeline, I'll you get to pick your next one, man. I know, but I don't, I don't want to. I don't. No, but like, like, oh, I initially set this entire podcast up to do Ghostbusters the remake. Because I was like, oh, I'm gonna lambast the fuck out of. She didn't. No, like, no. And I guess that ended up doing "Don't Breathe," and I hated that, and that was our biggest hit. Dude, and then we, we did Sharknado Four, and that okay. became bigger. If we do a Ghostbusters thing, actually, this comes. I don't just want this to be my next pick. The but Fourth Awakens. The uh, there's a thing coming up that uh, it's actually the 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters One. Um, I have like. A friend who is like the top-notch fucking ghost, but like he pretty much knows everything about everything about even even about the real Ghostbusters. Oh fuck yeah! I would like like, like the the nineteen seventies TV show with that was live action. Are you talking about Christian? Yeah, he has the Ghostbusters game, the board game. He, he, we just, well, we put that together to do yeah. on. Is there any is there any way is there any way that he can be on our podcast that that you guys run or? Dude, he's we he's actually. On it. He's, he's that. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's the main he's guy. The, he's, well, him and me are the um, founders of Bump in the Night Paranormal. Right. Um, that's our paranormal group. But then we started doing a podcast to try to build um, a fa- like like a fan base so we can rebuild our equipment. I would love to be a part of this. Okay. Well, this is the thing though. We're doing a whole fucking for the 30th anniversary of every show I'm doing. Also, a big plug for uh, your podcast. It's it's a bunch. Actually, it's every every single. What's one it called? Show. Uh, which one? Your your podcast for the paranormal. Uh, the paranormal one's Bone the Night Paranormal Radio. Yeah. Okay. Um, but with this Ghostbusters thing, because we can tie Ghostbusters into that, because that's what inspired him to get into like the whole ghost thing. Um, but he's more scientific than actual Ghostbusters. But like we're trying to. Well, the 30- Ghostbusters is science fiction. Yes, I know that. But because ghosts aren't real. We know that. Well, we're more skeptic. We do actually. Although. If if your brain believes it's real, then it's real. You know that. Okay, that's not okay. So that's we, a lot. Of what this movie's about. Well, I get that's that. actually the main get, point of this Jesus movie. Jesus Christ! Let me. We don't like. We're not going in there like, hey, bro, come at me, ghosts. Like, we're not like that, fucking dude. Like, we Zach go in Bagans. there. Like, yeah, we, we go in there and like. I, I love I Zach Bagans. Oh, I hear scratching in the walls, and I feel like anxious all the time. It's like, well, that's because you have bad wiring, and you're obviously sensitive to. Um, uh, EMF. It's like, nah, man, ghosts. That's not how we are. <laughs> like, we try to make people feel, like, safe in there. It's like, you're not really... We All try right. to find factual ways to, like... And there's only been, like, one time we couldn't disprove something. Really? Because I'm very, very skeptical. I'm very factually based. But so if, if you guys are, are acting straight, then I'm going to act stupid. That's not how this... That's not how any of this works. No, that's exactly that's how, this how this works. <laughs> So okay. Anyway, so like, but with the Ghostbusters thing, I'll be to, the Custodian. If, if you want to do the female Ghostbusters on here, I'll get him to come over. You can talk about the first two movies because it's the well. Let's let's get through the other one that I picked first, and then we'll go with you. All right. So, anyways, Sarah Brightman, uh, she walks past the whatever. So we go into the next one. Uh, looking, looking. She looks at uh, the bath. You know, for each other. All right. So what we have is we did we didn't finish the Dracula. One. No, no, we didn't. All right, yeah. So she makes it back up the stairs where Miles O'Keefe, Tarzan, or Ator, if you will, he's uh he finally gets her on the stairs where she becomes a part of the Dracula exhibit. 
David. And Gaffigan. Yeah, we should have had it instead of like you know how like <laughs> Ator? You know no you had you know how Christopher uh Christopher movie. Lee used to be like blah. <laughs> You know, like the whole. Blah. Well, that's actually more. I don't think it was more Bella Lugosi, wasn't it? Like the whole. Blah. Listen, yeah. listen. You should have had him like. Blah, I want. Blah. I want. I want to tell you this right now. All, all, all the things that you wish were happening in this movie happens in the sequel, and they oh, only fuck. made one sequel. It's Waxwork Two, and it's fucking great. Waxworks Two, Electric Wax Boogaloo. <laughs> so, yeah, just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. So they uh, they look they look at it both ironically because both exhibits are right next to each other. Don't notice that, but the werewolf exhibit and the Dracula exhibit are right next to each other. It's odd. Well, I'm sure so the dude the, like narrated, curated it to have like you know an ongoing. Sarah Brightman comes to a Marquis de Sade exhibit, and her stupid bangs are so entranced by poor man's Vincent Castle. <laughs> that dude's been in other shit as a villain, man. He's poor man Vincent Cassell. Uh, but Gaffigan uh, persuades her to leave. Cut to Jonathan pissed that China went to a phone booth in this scene. He goes to the payphone, yes I know, wearing a shirt that says karate at the bottom <laughs> and a Billy Joel lookalike playing a harmonica outside. Never to be seen again. You know that wasn't really Billy Joel, you know? Maybe he was there trying to get some heroin. Kind of like a movie. You ever seen Parker Lewis? Like, you ever seen Parker Lewis can't lose? He kind of looked like Troy. Jerry. Jerry. He looked like Jerry from... Anyway. Was that a show? Yeah. Yeah. That's... That's... So... Uh, you know you know, you know, know how you were telling me about Mantis? Yeah. I gotta show you Parker Lewis can't lose. Is it... In, okay, I'm gonna ask you this question. It was like a, it was like a poor man's Ferris Bueller. Okay. Oh. Okay. Because there's another show that kind of sounds like it would be like just uh, theme-wise. Which is, I loved uh, watching it. It's like around 89, 90. Something like that. What's his fucking name? The dude with Conan O'Brien all the time. The Cornemic. Oh, uh, Andy. Andy uh, yeah. Oh, Andy Rick. Andy Rick. Andy he had a show called Andy Richter Controls the Universe. Oh yeah. Which that the theme that the, like the titles kind of sound like they'd be similar. But... Uh, well, he asks China's mom uh, what the Addy for the waxwork is, and uh, this this um, and so she tells him. Now, here's here's where some problems arrive. Uh, first off, how does he know that she went there? She told her. Or she told him. She told Did him she? while they were at the school. You heard that conversation? Oh, no, no. She but was sitting in the bleachers and then she the shut up. The mom okay. even says but then, the but then, But then, B, how in the living fuck does she know the address of a place that appeared today? Uh, because I'm going to say in the 80s, and maybe growing up in that time period, I always had to give... It didn't matter how, how old I, I always had to give my fucking address until cell phone time. Well, why like, are all these college had, like, the another, address, the all right, phone number? So, see, why are all these college students living with their parents? Because they're college, rich, sheltered. Well, no, not even that. But, like, college, you can go to college at 17, 18. I, I mean, I would, you know, I was actually 17 when I started going to college for uh, dual enrollment. Why are you, why are you sticking up for these guys? <laughs> I'm not, I'm just saying, like, that back then, like, when you didn't have cell phones. Well, either way, he finds his way there. He walks in and goes to the Phantom of the Opera exhibit. Fun note, uh, this scene was actually supposed to be Jason from Friday the 13th, but they could not secure the rights to it fast enough, and uh, he had a hard time securing himself standing there. See, now, now you make it... <laughs> see, and this would have been the... This is what you do. Instead of the sod thing with Sarah, you should have used that. Just to throw... Like, throw more shade at Brightman. She gets stuck in the Phantom of the Opera. Well, so the line he uses uh, says, uh, quote, unquote, uh, oh, they made a movie about Curse of the Opera. 
and that was shot uh, before they claim the rights. And then in reshoots, uh, David Warner Sark uh, goes back and says, oh, Phantom of the Opera. They made a movie of Phantom of the Opera. Uh, so, you know, either way, uh, USC's new QB is uh, the Trojans' new quarterback is on display immediately. Gaffigan stops uh, Sarah Brightman off at her house, and she denies him a goodnight kiss because she's looking for something else. And that's some whips and chains. That's some S&M, baby. So he holds up her chin and says, It's all right. And then she thanks him and scurries inside. Why is she thanking him? Because he saved her. Sort of. I mean, like, she was entranced by that thing and everybody else went missing. She's thanking him for not making her kiss him? No, she's thanking him for the Because that's what that it seems like. They're the only two that didn't go missing. They both know something's fucking up. Like, they know something's wrong. Yeah, but he didn't save her from really anything, except for, like, going into that Marquis de Sade exhibit. There's something about that that was really fishy, too, and it might show up in the sequel. I'll have to talk to you about it when you get Well, to, like, Jen, the other girl gets entranced by the Marquis de Sade exhibit, I know, too, and becomes the new girl. It's not, even, it's not even something in the Waxworks Museum. It's something that happens a little bit later when they start investigating. Well, here, okay, so here we go. Gaffigan uh, makes his way back to the house where uh, his Spanish-speaking maid is throwing notes around like me trying to figure out one of my own scripts. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty hilarious scene when she's like, I don't fucking know what she like, throws the shit. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what it is. It's her word for word for the essay, but it was really good. Oh, oh little tiny uh, mustache. Yeah. Dictator yeah. bad. Dictator's bad as far as I know because they're those men with the little tiny mustaches that yell a lot or something like, with something like that. Something like that. And he's just like, he's like, oh, Careful. damn it. It's right. so good. That's like, a Zach Morris type shit right there. But like, either way, they find out that Bobby, Bobby Briggs and China are both missing. Uh, cue the world weary detective who fucking kills it. I, th- I think the detective's amazing. That dude was, yeah, this. he was pretty cool. He I liked him. Awesome. Yeah, really good. And uh, and so, uh, you know, he slams his desk a bunch because, you know, Gaffigan's trying to get him to uh, to, to get him to go, go go see, check out this thing. And uh, so he tells him that if he's fucking with him, he will, quote unquote, have his balls in the slammer so fast he won't have time to squeal. Letting you know that this script was written in three days. Yeah. <laughs> so they... So they had their recast, recast. so they had there together with a real estate agent and uh, with a lookalike gold coat who I assume is his partner. Um, and so Sark opens the door and lets them uh, go take a look. Uh, one for a his name is Detective Roberts, and then they go in for a look around. Uh, and Gaffigan has to sit there and he's like, "Stay down, right?" This is the like really really awesome really awesome part where he's. Uh, but anyway, Sark tries to push uh, Detective Roberts in. He's like, "Want a closer look?" He tries to push him in. He, he stops. He's like, I'm really gonna go. He's like, no, I, no thanks. Uh, very politely and leaves. And then Gaffigan asks him outside. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> so uh, he's like, fall for that. And he said, oh wait. He says, he says, you're not, uh, you're not gonna fall for that, are you? And he says back to him, it's not like this is Russia or something. That's a weird line. What? That's a weird line. <laughs> but, Once again. Two choices for Three recast. Days. Three days. Two choices. Three days on script writing. Two choices for Roberts for the recasting that we're doing here. All right. Uh, either Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Or, or, uh, or, Michael, or Michael Bean. Michael Bean or yeah. Patrick Warburton? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're probably affordable. <laughs> like, no, no, Michael Bean's definitely affordable. Yeah. I don't know about Patrick Warburton. <laughs> 
Just, he's only doing a couple lines, but it'd be funny seeing him with that like with that ad, like the whole. So we blew all our money on Patrick Warburton. <laughs> well, you could get him as you could get him as the the Davies character, the wolf. You know, like, it's like it's like he's only in a couple of scenes, but he blew half the budget. Go get firewood. <laughs> uh, he has to deliver it like Brock Samson though. I don't think. But anyways, uh, uh, so um, it's not, so Gaffigan takes it upon himself to take care of things uh, by causing a scene during history class. Like, oh, the guy hives it all. I got spewed yeah. well. Like, oh, oh, yeah, he's like, I gotta get Sarah. We have a viral Grazer disease. Pro- but I'll tell you this right now. Uh, it's, that is a great shot of them going down the hallway of the 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 um track the track the track <laughs> shot the track shot where they're going through the hallway of the school and the the thing that i noticed the most and i'm not supposed to notice this but i was noticing the extras that were walking across you know just being like huh oh you know like that like that like they were acting extras are, are not supposed to be noticed at all yeah well or they weren't really extras and then they just filmed that in that hallway and these people were like, what the fuck's going on, That's man? probably more like what, what happened. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm going to be late for this dissertation I have. Like, these fuckers. Which was filmed in high school, not in the hallways of a real college. That's what I'm saying. You see the fucking lockers and it's like... I've never seen lockers like that in colleges. They're like, they're like, can we get, uh, can we get some uh, um, permits to film here on campus? Absolutely not. Well, my 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 cousin goes to the middle school right down the street, so, <laughs> so usually there's not anybody there. Um, so, anyways, yeah, so that that was really cool. And then uh, another a really cool qu- uh, quick uh, cut to a very apocalypse now type ceiling shot over the d- detective's uh, desk while he's figuring out that he saw all the missing people. Yeah, that was, yeah, and putting it all together. In his he's dumb, like, stupid head. He's like, oh, fuck me, I was wrong. <laughs> and he running. slams the table again. And uh, and he's and he goes right back there. And he's sitting in the passenger seat while fucking real estate motherfucker, Century 21 guy, is eating gyros all over, getting gyro sauce all over a steering wheel. And, uh, and, and he's like, and he spits out the car window. And like literal spit, okay. almost like Shawn Michaels spit, where you think he's spitting. That was his gum. That was his gum. He always no, did. no. Ooh. It was it was gum. Was it gum? Yeah, because he was like he's well, been was... smoking cigarettes like a motherfucker. No, 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 if no. If he's no. smoking cigarettes and chewing no, no, no. gum, that guy Sha- has some heart problems. No, Shawn <laughs> Michaels always used gum because it looked like a tooth more on the camera. Yeah, like he would just spit the, the gum. Well, out. Bobby Roode just used a spit. Well, that's because Bobby Roode's like newer. I don't know. Shawn was newer. newer? Bobby Roode. Newer? He's newer, yeah. He's not. He's not from the '80s. He might seem like it because of TNA, but he's not from the '80s. He's, no, but he's not new. He's been around no, but he's for. Newer than but Shawn he's Michaels. yeah. I mean, Shawn Michaels back then was like trying to like. There's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Shawn. Like plus, I mean, like you know, Mr. Perfect used to do the same thing with the gum. If he hadn't smacked it out, he would use the same tooth kind of thing where like get the gum knocked out of him. But do you know who my to... favorite wrestler is? Mr. Perfect. No, no, my first. Well, besides, all right. So when I was growing up, mm-hmm. my first number one wrestler of all time, and I grew up in the golden age, you'll never guess who my favorite wrestler was when I was growing up, when I was a little tiny kid, Lex just getting in, when I was just getting into wrestling. It's either Million Dollar Man, no, really? No, no, that came later. I mean, like the the genius of of Mr. Perfect and Million Dollar Man, I figured out later on. He was a Tito Santana man. No. <laughs> Close. Marty Jannetty. Oh, that's right. God damn it. 
I know. Hey, hey, props for him for putting Michaels over though, going right. through the fucking window because he's about. And to then his something. life went to shit. Uh, my brother. I think that's why they did that though. I think his life was already going to shit. And yeah, but like, he's. Yeah. But if you listen to the Bruce Pritchard podcast, something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, uh, the the Mari Janae episode, he actually says he's like, that's the only wrestler I've seen hired back over a dozen times to the WWF like WWE like they just no Mari Gennetti oh, they kept oh, they kept rehiring him yeah cause, cause and he Michaels, kept Michael, it up. Michaels was like dude got you a job back you keep fucking it up like well he did he did it. once or twice but he also got him fired a couple of times too yeah, well, um, but Marty Gennetti was a great guy to work th- with this is the weird th- you worked with Marty Gennetti you worked with Marty Gennetti shit <sighs> we'll have to hear that story um also Coming soon, our our sister podcast, Wrestle Talk. We'll come up with a good name for it soon. Anyways, we'll have a professional wrestling. So uh, with the with the with the spit thing, um, you said the weird thing the is the spit is take. He, the spit take. So he spits out of the car window, and as soon as he gets out, he's already got a lit cigarette. I'm like, when the fuck did he light that shit? Oh, yeah. Like, he's just like... Well, that's actually pretty cool because when he goes through the back door, there is... And I know it's a back door because... Uh, he's a backdoor man. There's a piece of computer paper uh, that clearly states staff only. Yeah, which pl- comes into play later. Looks on. written in Sharpie. Uh, yeah, but it's done nice and calligraphy-like. Oh, God, that... Like, I popped for that, too. I was like, there's <laughs> no fucking way. What is it? Okay, good. When, um, when he went in the back door, though, why? It's like the... a JC's haunted house. Yeah, but like... where, the fuck, where the fuck was the goddamn pit of, like, melting wax when he went in there? I yeah. didn't see it. Where's the midget? Huh? Well, Where's Lurch? Where's your security? They're in the front. Who enters they, they... through that door? The staff. <laughs> yeah, all two of them. I'll do it. But so so, so you can't. It's well, like here's, Disney World. Well, here's, you can't enter through the entrance. Here's what, here's what I'm back. saying. Here's what I'm saying. This is the Don't same. This is the same entrance and, uh, entrance and exit that Gaffigan goes through <laughs> to, to in the little little uh, vat of wax that we see at the end. Well, once again, you'll see so it when the cop goes in the, there. Yeah. So we don't get to see the cop the cop going through there, being like, "Oh, well, some fishy shit going on here." Huh. No. Where's the fucking giant battle wax? Deleted scenes. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I hope I hope are just still there. Um, anyway, so he goes through there, and uh, and and I love how he goes for a cigarette, and then sees a skull with one eyeball glaring at him upside down, and then creep decides to chew on a match. Instead. That felt like a creep show reference, though. Too. He starts. He starts. He, he puts the cigarette back, and then starts chewing on the match. Yeah. yeah. Which afraid, I thought was maybe he was afraid of melting the wax. I don't know. I think. I think. I don't know. Something. Something happened with that skull. Anyway, so, so he's. Uh, he somehow. Uh, so he steps over the rope and goes into the Dracula exhibit, and cuts the wax skin from China's cheek and pulls off a piece of human tissue, uh, to which he immediately drops on the disgusting floor and tries to get it back in the little baggie oh, with his crap. knife, and then just says "fuck it" and throws it in there with his greasy fingers. Once again, whoever did the wax. But here's 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 what I'm saying about this is that I think he doesn't get zapped into the uh, nether realm because it's, it's like, already claimed it's already, it's already it's victim. Right. Uh, but, uh, glad you guys are on point with this. But like the weird, <laughs> the, and I want to know, like, see, I want to see. This is why I want, like, this is what you should do: make like a director's cut of this movie. Release it on DVD. Of, of nothing but deleted scenes. No, hold on. It'll, it'll have the. <laughs> and it'll the all make sense. Cuts, the director's cuts always have the deleted scenes, and like the cut the director wanted to do 
minus whatever the budget. I want this movie on v- DVD. Well, check, so check this out. This is what they should call, call it, right? Um, Waxworks, the special edition. It's Waxwork. All the wax. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Waxwork, special edition. All the wax with the works. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And then they have all that fucking shit. Because I want to know, like, who did? Because so, obviously they had to make an actual wax figure for her face. Because when he's scraping it off, like you can see parts of her face. So like they did really good prosthetics yeah. with that whole thing. Which I well, it's also how. it also shows back back up later. So yeah, there's your continuity. But, but here's the thing, though: when, it, when you see it later, it's just like you can tell it's a prosthetic. This you can like see like it's like layers. Like now, he's digging into it. And, like, when she when when he takes that flesh off, though, it seems like there's nothing underneath. That's not no, true. there was muscle. There was, no, there was that, the, the shit. Well, he when cut that, off, when yeah, when the when shit the, he cut off was was muscle. Muscle. You can see the skull. You can see some part of the skull on it. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. Look, you can kind of see like part of the jaw. So like I'm like. How the fuck did that? I want to know how they did practical that Practical effects, man. Well, yeah, but I want to know, like, with all the other practical effects. Well, this, effects, this goes back to us saying, like, this movie has some really good practical effects. It does. It does. But you had to have somebody actually Not some really good, not, not very good still acting. No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Why'd you hire the town drunk? <laughs> he did it for a bottle of whiskey. It didn't even have to be good whiskey. We, so found, we found him on the side of Maryland Avenue. We've, we found him next to a, a, a phone booth. Like, he was playing a harmonica and he had glasses. Well, either way, uh, the cue Gaffigan and uh, Sarah Brightman scouring around his attic, uh, which Sarah gets all hot and bothered no. and sweaty no, no, no. when she finds this uh, glowing book of Marquis that, That's what I'm trying to figure out. What is with that book? Why is that book, like, it has the trance effect to it. And, and this is my thing. Oh, this is your thing. Well, no, I don't like. This is my problem with this. It's also her thing too. Well, this is my. <laughs> um, sometimes she got <laughs> she got really arm sweaty. <laughs> it's a weird thing to notice. I know because she's really into it. I well, I mean, like it's like. Well, sweaty. I mean, the first thing that they show they don't show like her perspiring from the forehead <laughs> or the stuff. chest. They just show her arms that are just perspiring. It's like, wow, that happened quick. Arms, <laughs> ar- arms sweaty, whips are ready. Don't you know that's mom's spaghetti? Shit, <laughs> 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 got me quivering like mom's spaghetti. Like, okay, so the, why, why is the book? This is the thing. Why is the book it's going? Like, it's like she opened up Eminem's songbook. Uh, but why was the book lo- like? I have a feeling like they they kind of fucked up with the script on that. And, like the sod thing. No, happened. it was foreshadowing. It wasn't foreshadowing though, because that book looked like it was supposed to be his like journal, like Desaad's actual like book, like like his journal of his yeah, life. Yeah, but that's the thing. Okay, so but they then had, what, like a, they but, had like a, a Marquis Desaad book up in the attic, and it glue, glowed, whatever, glue, glue, it glue, uh, it glowed, it, it was shining, and See what I think saying? that was foreshadowing for. So what what she was getting ready to go into next. Yeah, but why was it, like, I don't know. It seemed like it had its own mythical powers. So, like, what you're saying, basically, this is not the real book. It's just a tribute. Yes, like, mm-hmm. absolutely. To the greatest well, here's... book in the world. So, so Gaffigan. Yes? All right. And so, so Gaffigan finds a newspaper clipping uh, saying something about his grandfather uh, being the horror king who is brutally murdered. And 36 artifacts were missing. Uh, they say they cannot find Mr. Lincoln, Sark, and uh, his chief helper. And Sarah says he hasn't aged at all uh, in 50 years. So cut back to Detective Roberts, who somehow wanders into the mummy exhibit. I don't even see how that happens, but he just somehow just walks right into it. He's shoved into it. Nope. 
Does he? I thought he gets shoved into it. No, I think like it's just a cut, and he's already in there. So, anyways, yeah, he, uh, so exhibit where archaeologists are covering uh, the tomb with an attractive woman and a slave named Raoul. I, I, no, I get it. Hold on, because the, the entrance, like your your trance, like obviously with the 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 Assad, 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 Marquis, Marquis de Assad, right? right. Um, there were certain women that were kind of grabbed by that. The other one was actually um, focused on like the Dracula one. So like. Maybe it's like to your kind of desires because he had mentioned that when he was going through originally and he didn't know anything was wrong. He's like, "Oh, I've always had like a weird thing for like Egypt. I've always wanted to." Yeah, and he tried to push him in, but he didn't go in. I know that time he he tried to push him in, but he had said he had a thing for the Egypt thing. So maybe it's like a trance thing. Like he was drawn. Oh, to so it. he was just drawn right now. I think he was just drawn to it. Like okay, he's just so like, so again with the trance. Yeah, he's like he did because he didn't know what was going on when he like came to in that in that room. What I thought was really cool about this was um, the mummy holding the scroll, mm-hmm. and uh, the archaeologist. You know, they they both push open the you know sarcophagus or whatever, um, and and the mummy that's in there is holding the scroll. And then when when they when they <laughs> pull the scroll from the mummy's hands, his hands clap. Rigor mortis, man. I thought that was good. Rigor mortis. Anyways, uh, so the sarcophagus opens on the side, revealing the mummy, uh, who proceeds to curb stump Raoul's head into the ground like a cantaloupe. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That was uh, that was some that was some pretty good pretty good stuff there. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, he did. it wasn't even like a curb stomp either. I know I said that. I think earlier. he just kind of like he just kind of stepped on it. Like yeah, like, mm. it was like kind of like stepping on a, like, like a get rotten out of my way. Yeah. Have you ever like just stepped on like a rotten melon? No. Can't say that I have. Yeah, it's a lot no. like that. Pumpkin. Like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a melon. It is. It's, well, it's a gourd. I guess it's in the same family. Yeah, it's the same kind of structure. Anyways, uh, then he impales the archaeologist with the very sta- uh, spear he stabbed him with. It was the hug of death. Now I thought that Come was. Come give mummy a hug. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, 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 after retrieving the gun, the mummy uh, shuts Doctor Roberts and the girl in, and uh, in the tomb with a ball python question mark uh, and, and another mummy who, with his open arms, says, "Come to daddy," <laughs> with yeah, the, that one, was... the same one that prize. Yeah. The same one that clapped. He's like, oh, they came home to visit. (laughs) Give mommy a hug. You're home now. Anyways, so so now we get to meet uh, Gaffigan's godfather, the good old Patrick McNee, who uh, you may know as uh, John Steed from the Avengers TV show. Uh, Also, Dr. Wagner from The Howling, uh, which I know him from, or uh, Cecil from Fraser. Anyways, got to mention the... uh, (laughs) The open deer hoof, the the deer hoof ashtray oh, yeah. that they're using. <laughs> He's like playing some sort of thing on the piano, and then like they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, want a drink, kids?" You know, and like at and one it, point he says, "Is that stiff enough for you?" I think. It's yeah. Like, He's like, "Is that stiff enough?" For you? So he's like. Yeah, but it's, with the, like, was the drinking like, age at this time like was there was it always twenty one in America or like was that at that time period in the eighties? You know, 80? I think I don't know, man. He might he might have just been you know just well, one of those. Cool, he was like a cool you, uncle. Even the mom didn't care that his kid was drinking. See, this is, this is with like I'm, a bunch of like weird like rifles from Africa. On this is why I'm asking though, because the mom and everything's made out of wicker. <laughs> that traditional African um, cool the safari thing. Yeah. But but the mom like was okay with him drinking. She didn't say anything about drinking. 
No, it was drinking with the help. Exactly. Yeah. But she wouldn't let him have coffee. So, like, that's my, I'm making... Right. That makes me wonder if, like, the, the drinking age back and when this movie was filmed in that area was, no. like, 18. Ooh, no, 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 no. No, the drinking age uh, uh, shifted around uh, right before Vietnam. Yeah, but isn't there, like, certain states that are allowed to have, like, lower drinking ages, or is that a federal-mandated thing? It's federal. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if that was, like, state by state or no, whatever. No, no, no. That was a federal mandate. Um, I think it was uh, Lyndon B. Johnson that instituted that. Lyndon B. Trippin'. <laughs> <laughs> we get political here so, on the so cinema. Cool, so cool uncle. <laughs> Some cool uncle. Lyndon B. Johnson. No, no, no. Uh, he's not the cool uncle. What? The, you don't know him. I mean, he <laughs> changed the trigger. Could have been a really cool uncle. I don't know. Like this is this guy my uncle's like president. Right? Like, he's he's more like Teddy Roosevelt, but like the, this guy. You think Teddy Roosevelt? <laughs> yeah, it's true dude, because he, dude was a Teddy Roosevelt was a badass. I think he's more like FDR. I think he's more like Franklin Roosevelt. I don't know. Teddy was kind so of like rolling around in that wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, that's that. Okay. <laughs> He's like Teddy Roosevelt. Also had polio. I like how like I like how when you're introduced to him, he says he's like, "Have a seat." I am, and then takes like comes out from behind his own wheelchair. Did you, did right. you notice? He, but did you notice he had like the the hunter hat? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'm going on safari. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so then you get the uh, um you know he tells him about his grandfather. And, and him found the trinkets, and it's linked to the 18 most evil men who ever lived. Yes. I have a lot to say about this. Hold on. Um, so if you have an artifact, uh, this is where he explains the plot, uh, or, or kind of gives you a, a, a kind of rough idea. Uh, this is where if you have an artifact and a wax figurine uh, in its scene, it will come to life, and with a living soul, uh, will do the killing for him. And uh, John Steed then calls his crew together after they leave with uh, the only thing that is not made of wicker in his office, a landmine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also extinct. Um, so real estate agent enters and Lurch kills him, blubbering He's like Jim. neck with Andre the Johnson snapping a fucking twig. Just Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you fucking kill him? Oh my god. It's a fucking it's just that that character itself is just. He needed him. Yeah. Yep. The little. little yeah. And so it wasn't him. Well, no, it was him. It was him. It was his dad figure. No, no, it was it was Sark. Sark goes over. He's like, we needed him. But then in six. But then it like it kind of hinted that that was his son because when he flipped out on him, he like got all freaked out in the corner in the chair. He's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Like calming him down like a father would. Like it was really uh, weird. Like there was a weird dynamic there. Like yeah, that is weird, isn't it? So like I think that's supposed to be like his son. Do you think they're both his sons? Like he yeah, had, like he had, like a lurch and a, and a, you know. Maybe he's maybe he got it on a fantasy island. He's like, yeah, I'm a fucking. He had a deplane and a lurch. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe, I mean, obviously they, they get they get a thing coming out there. So he got the Adams yeah, family. Yeah, I guess God, like his whole this is the trilogy this completes is the itself. Precursor to the Adams family. He's part of the Adams family. I'm telling you. See the thing thing. I wrote that end, down. At the end, thing, I wrote that down. At the end, the thing was like, I'm going to go live with my other family. Fuck these people. Yeah, so I was like, man, I had Christ. it better over there. Yeah. Wednesday's a much nicer host. <laughs> She's always trying to Fine chop me up. Christina Ricci. Oof. Oh, Christina Ricci. I thought that was like an ugh. Like, Oof. what? Oh, no. 
Oh no, 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 no! Uh, like I had, I had a crush on her when I was. I still have a crush on her. I'm so, sorry, Christina Ricci. So like, oh, I had a crush on her when I was a little kid, and it never went away. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen her in the Morticia Adams dress? I, uh, oh, I try, damn. I try, I try my best. I try my best not to look at anything she does because she has this very like, um, Scarlett Johansson sort of quality to where it's like I'm just like. <sighs> It'll never happen. She's more ScarJo than ScarJo. All right, let's be real. <laughs> let's be real here. And There's a Liam Black, Neeson movie. Black Snake Moan was... No, no, no. no I'm, I'm sorry. There's one that's got you beat. There's a Liam Neeson movie that she's in um, uh, where he's like the main villain and uh, Justin Long's also in it. It's a pretty good movie. She's dead and Liam Neeson is a mortician, but he can talk to the dead and she doesn't want to remember... Like, she doesn't want to realize that she's dead. So Liam Neeson's like, look, you gotta like this. Is, you gotta go. Like, you're fucking dead. You can't keep moving around and like making noises because your boyfriend's gonna think something's up. You're fucking dead. So you gotta go. And it's it's she's like full frontal nude like almost the entire movie. Like it's like what's this? The one time again. I have rigor mortis now. The one time, uh, one time there was this uh, one Woody Allen movie, <sighs> and I yeah no, I went to the no 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 title of that movie. No no she's in this movie. Okay. She's in this movie. And uh, and that was when I like really realized that I had a huge stiffy for. It was always Wednesday with me. Like that was. But I mean, like like she was uh, she was in this Woody Allen movie. I can't remember who the who the guy was, but um, like we walked out after the first scene. Um, me and me and the girlfriend at the time, and uh, and she was wearing these really skimpy undies, and she's like, "What do you think these undies look like on me like that?" And I was like, what? "That wasn't that movie. For, what, like, was Woody Allen in it, or was it no? He's the director." That wasn't like that Prozac Nation movie or whatever, right? Where she's like no. a writer. No, 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 no she's, oh, okay. So. The guy I think was the main main character. Anyways, getting back to this. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they get to the basement. Uh, they, they so they come in back through the basement where the wax pit says and uh sarah decides uh fuck that about burning the place down as soon as she sees the marquis de sade exhibit and enters and so this is where shit starts getting real the prince is in the scene in uh not poor man's vincent cassell uh is writer director anthony hickox himself oh is that who that was yeah he was the prince he was actually pretty decent like not he, bad, not bad. It was weird because it was like he was like he was into it, but he was not into it, and then he was like really into it. He's like, no. just fucking killer. We'll just uh, play with something else. Like you fucking, fucking twisted. So bored with the whipping horses, uh, poor man's Vince, Vincent Cassell wants to whip Sarah Brightman. Uh, she is chained up where visible tan lines appear once her back is unclothed. I don't know if you guys got that. I did. Uh, and I Sarah Brightman is in heaven. So she she's is really into it. She she's is. Like, mm-hmm. She's like Fifty Shades of Graying at the fuck. This up. is where she's this like, movie takes a dark turn. I would like say dark really, like it's a, it a weird turn. I wouldn't say dark. I mean, the movie's dark anyway, right? So, anyways, so uh, Lurch and the midget uh, then push for our boy Gaffigan, uh, in into George R. Romero's uh, George A. Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead, which is filmed in Griffith Park in L.A. and only have one night to shoot. Uh, note, uh, he cuts off the zombie's hand, which shows up later. So they only have one night to shoot, uh, in Griffith Park because they didn't have the permit. Well, that's, te- and that's technically this, well, not the second, there's probably more. Because the, the book thing was kind of like a, I felt like that was an Evil Dead reference too, because it had that trance, like, she was obsessed with that book when she found it. Kind of drew her in, like the Necronomicon did with anybody that read it in Evil Dead. 
Um, and then the hand is kind of like Evil Ash's hand and um, Evil Dead 2. Well, not Evil Ash's, but Evil Dead 2 um, when he fucking chops his own hand off because he gets bit. Well, Lurch Lurch chases him into the Marquis de Sade exhibit, uh, to which he fumbles the line uh, that he was never good at languages when he when he crosses the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, when when China made fun of him earlier because he he's, uh, she said je ne sais quoi when talking about older men and he didn't understand French, uh, he should have said, "I don't understand French." Not, "I don't understand languages," and then knocks the guy out. Yeah, I think it was kind of like a play on the whole him being a stupid tough guy kind of thing, like not being bright. I can get where they were coming from. I got I got where they were doing. Yeah, that I. I feel I, like it could have been better. Probably, but three days. A lot of the movie could have been better. <laughs> and run a screenplay in three days, dude. It's true. Well, it's anyways, what else? All right, so Marquis Saad loves calling Sarah Brightman a whore in front of uh, the director. Hmm. Can I um, cast recasting thing? Recasting thing real quick? Uh, but, you know, as the room full of Marquis ladies say, uh, she's a lucky bitch for being a virgin because she gets to be beaten in front of the director... But you know, we were all virgins once. So this is a foreshadowing of Brian Singer's career. <laughs> no, is this a Brian Singer? He had some weird shit going on with like people that. He wait, wanted. what was going on with Brian Singer? Uh, supposedly, he would do like fucked up things to people behind the scenes to give them parts. Same thing with the what's his fucking name, the dude Weinstein. Brian Singer too. Yeah, I think it was Brian Singer. He did the first two X Men, maybe right. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think it was him. Like a bunch of guys came out and was like, "No, he made us do like bad things for like fucking roles and shit." Like what? I don't know exactly off the top of my head. I can look it up. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, see, no one look it up. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> I don't want to badmouth Brian Singer if it wasn't bad. All me. right. Well, on that note, we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take our last ad break. Uh, yeah, we're at the two two hour mark. All right. Um. Do you need to learn French very quickly because your partner is looking for an older man? A certain je ne sais quoi? Are you tired of professors who only want to teach you about boring World War II, Lithuania, and fascism? Look no further than our special edition of 121 Days of Sodom by Marquis de Sade. The long-awaited sequel to the first work, 120 Days of Sodom, and most poignant, it will teach you about love, desire, French, sodomy, Canadian French, sodomy, not Canadian French, sodomy, and fascism. Can I find your own special edition? No worries, mon ami. The title glows in the darkest of darkest places, even in your grandfather's attic or up your ass. Learn French the right way. From Le Marquis de Sade. God, wow. I'm just getting a lot of advertisements on these. Didn't think they were going to get on. Anyway, um, so yep, going back to... Uh... Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Marquis de Sade exhibit. 
uh, James goes into the Night of the Living Dead exhibit and get uh, zombies glasses. So, okay, so what we have here is... Was it glass? Is that what he said, glasses? Well, it's Gemma and James show up uh, later because I guess no, she uh, is, isn't scared of the outside of the place anymore? No, and that's but this is a, this is a weird continuity thing because I swear he's like, oh, I heard about this place the other day and heard it was great. Like, you were just there. Yeah, you were... And you, you wouldn't were, go in. You were and, here. Like, who told you it was great? Like, it's like, where? Like... You but that, that's, what, that's what he says. He's yeah. talking to her like, oh, I heard this place was great. Like, what? You were, you were just fucking there. Yeah. Like, how are you going to fucking say that now? Like, I don't know if, like, once again, three days, and then, like, budget shit gets switched, and, like, you don't know if these people can do this, and maybe things got switched. Well, I think, I think what they were trying to do, again, three days of writing, um, I think what they are trying to do is just reintroduce characters that we already had that we didn't give a fuck about. Um, but, needless to say, they're back. Uh, anyways... So she isn't scared anymore. Uh, Marquita saw that exhibit, and James goes into the Night of Living Dead exhibit to get the zombies' glasses? Question mark. I don't know why. But is that what he said? Because because that was I like the punk rock thing you were saying, though. Yeah, like, but I don't. I don't. I didn't know it was glasses. Well, she disappears in front of the Marquita Saad exhibit, so I think she's entranced by it. So she goes into it, and um, like I said, maybe this goes to your desires because that's why he's. Into well, that here's the other part: is that like how many people are fucking so into Marquita Saad? Hey man, BDism is picking up some fucking steam now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, look at Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, you heard it here first, folks. It's true. Look at Fifty Shades of Grey, man. Like, women were all over that fucking book. Like, you know, like normally this isn't how that shit works. No, and that's no. more like fucked up. That's more like rapey shit. Like, BDism is a different thing. But like, they, it's, it's the S and M shit. Like, S and M's got like this huge following now. Like, you know, yeah. hmm. for well, some of us, we were freaks, but now. Now it's okay. Is there more you want to tell me about? No. <laughs> no. 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 But, uh, I, I, but it, it does, it kind of draws into that trance thing, because he was like, oh, is that the blah, blah, blah? And then he fucking... Well, I would like, say this things. about, like, like the, the fact that it's like, it's like, it's like, chicks, huh? Like, he's talking to nobody. Like, like when, when she turns around and goes into the Marquis de Sade exhibit... Yeah, he does the whole chicks thing again when she huh, runs... Chicks, huh? But well, isn't that the dude and, that then, and then and then says, "I'm gonna get the glasses off that zombie." Look, okay, look, okay. Everybody's Why? in trance. Well, everybody's in trance except for the main character. Everybody's in trance by one of the exhibits. Okay. Well, the why? first one was in trance because a Zippo went in there and that drew him into it. That wasn't. No, he wasn't even in trance by. But you got you got to think about it. It's like there was a reason for each one of them to go in there, and if it came down to it, some of it was physical, some of it was mental. But for some reason, each I'm one saying there's a trans. lot of plot holes in this thing. There is, but I think they're like subtly there. Just, <laughs> I, I do. I think they're like, I think it's it's hinting at stuff, but it doesn't really like tell you why. You know, like we get it. This is all this is all black magic. It's all satanic. They mentioned that. They already mentioned that. And what does Satan always go after? I call this a Jurassic Park effect. Oh God. <laughs> why? Like you can twist. You can twist uh, science and facts and everything around it to make your your narrative work. Yeah, well, according to some archaeologists with Big Bird... Seriously? Seriously? You're going to get every single species of dinosaurs from mosquitoes from the prehistoric era? They didn't have every single... They didn't have every single one. They just had a select few. It's true. It's true, man. Well, how do they get the Stegosaurus and the Tyrannosaurus and then the Velociraptor and then all the little mis- different... Have you ever been all been... the different little okay, embryos that Nedry was stealing? Because they came, it to, took him minutes. Because they, they came to Florida, 
And they're like, fuck, man, there's a lot of fucking mosquitoes here. They're biting everything up in this bitch. What you're saying? Hydra Raptor, Hydra T Rex, they're biting everybody up in what this bitch. What you're saying is I, Florida yeah, that's was the apex yeah. of prehistoric yep. life. Yep. <laughs> Not, not prehistoric life. Many archaeologists, are paleontologists, sorry, are going to disagree with you. I didn't say this. with prehistoric life. I did not say with prehistoric life. I said they came here because the mosquitoes are here all the fucking time. And have you ever been outside? You get bit by like a million mosquitoes. You don't think they're biting every other fucking thing that's out there? Like birds. Fucking, you know, like, shit. A couple of years from now, you're going to have like Jurassic Park, but it's going to be cloning like fucking Albert Einstein and shit. He goes all rabid in the cage. Matt, I love you to death, but... You're only proving my point even more. You've been everything. Yeah, it's fine. But I'm like, I didn't say I wasn't. No, I'm not saying I'm upset. I wasn't saying I was disproving your point. I'm just saying Florida. That's where it's at. That's where all the amber is. No, I'm saying you're only proving my point. That's fine. Even more. Anyways. I'm just saying like physically or mentally, there's a reason each one of those characters are drawn into it. Well, here's here's what happens is that these characters have died now. Uh, They become part of the wax exhibit. Now, we get we get to see exactly what turns them into wax sculptures and blah, blah, blah. And Friends, now, Waxworks included, uh, are uh, are now alive and ready. So, they have all of their deaths. They have all six they were looking for. There, there was an issue with and that. Because it, it doesn't is. show the cop actually die. You see what I'm saying? Like, they had the lid put down on him. But yeah, it wasn't put down all the way. No, no, no. That was, something it, I th- that was something I thought about, and too. I, I feel bad when it comes to the ending, because I'm like, Cause... that motherfucker was still in that fucker. I think so. Alive. I think so. He's like, help me. Was... Fucker. So, and like, he burned alive burned inside alive. that house, inside was... of a tomb. So then what was the other victim? See, so there had to be another victim. Was the girl? Because she seemed kind of like, she seemed kind of like odd about being there. Like, she seemed like she didn't know what was going on, you know? Like she's she's sitting by the door when he gets in there and he's like ah oh, fucking no. that's what I'm trying to figure that out too was like there was there six without him was there six I don't know that's like, that was there actually I, six I don't know because the motherfucker like I don't know I feel like the motherfucker burned a lot I feel like there was only five <laughs> oh. like at most unless unless somehow the cop that fucking lurch broke well his Jonathan because it's there all was, fucking property. so the cop Jonathan. Uh, China, mm-hmm. Tony, mm-hmm. and then you got Gemma and James. So that's six. Gemma and James. But it's just weird because like everybody else came back, but like for some reason, and they all had like weird strength to them. But the cop couldn't get out of with two people. The cop couldn't get out of that fucking thing when like he's coming back for everybody. You see what I'm saying? Like it was weird. He was just trying to reach out. Like it wasn't like he was trying to get that shit off. Yeah. Like, they had, like, some weird strength to them, like, the other people that came back did. You know, they were a little bit, like... Fucking... So who would have been the sixth? Who would have been the sixth person? Maybe, like, maybe the fucking cop. Like, the other cop. Maybe the cop, because he died on the premise. Maybe it counted. Ooh. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't... Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go into... He didn't, he wasn't sacrificed. Yeah, but he still fucking killed in the name of Satan. <laughs> so maybe Satan's like, yeah, I'll let it slide. That's true. Maybe that's maybe maybe the cop was still alive. You think Detective uh, Roberts like was still alive in that tomb? I feel like he was still alive in that fucking tomb, and he fucking burned to death. And he burned to death. Didn't he get shoved into that? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Every single old man that that comes in to save them dies inside of that house. But here's here's the other thing though. That woman, that woman dies inside that. It doesn't really say who she is. She's also in the Egypt thing. 
So what's to say she wasn't already in? She there? was part of the scene. You think she was part of the scene? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it? absolutely. I don't know. I just feel like that, it was just weird. No, like, she was definitely part of the scene because she was, was like, she was like, she's like, tell them, darling. Oh, okay. yeah, she did say darling, yeah, yeah. or help him, darling, because she was like, yeah, oh, help him. And then she gets like the ball python that goes up and it's like. But here's the other thing. Maybe not a poisonous snake. Okay, so. No, because he knew him too. I was gonna say because he called him Nigel. I was gonna say yeah, he called maybe, him Nigel. I was gonna say maybe maybe the uh, the anthropologist or the archaeologist, whatever. We're always making plans for Nigel. Sorry, another Primus song. You just sang it like Frank Sinatra would. Like, no, it's uh. It's, I want, it's actually I, a pretender song. Oh, I, I don't know. Something just seemed weird about the whole like because everybody else had no problem coming back, you know like. Everybody else is like, even they got fucking killed in brutal ways, they were still coming back and doing shit, but he's just reaching out. Like, you don't think him and the girl that would have also come back, plus the mummy that was in there, wouldn't have pushed that shit off? You had three people. It took two. It took an old man and him to push it off the first time. It wasn't even sealed all the way. Well, here's where, here's yeah, where I'm at. They were sliding it. Maybe they couldn't get it up. Well, here's where I'm at. Okay. But, but he had his hand out. He could have, her and him and here's, the mummy could be like, yo, dudes, let's work here's, together. Here's where right. they need us out there on the battlefield. All right. We're at the home stretch, and this is gonna happen quick. Yeah. And this is where we're at. It's the climax, and there's a lot of fucking loose ends flying together. So wear your eye protection. Well, somebody already climaxed in this movie. Ooh. Her first orgasm <laughs> wasn't by your touch. It's true. It's true. Dude, that was yeah. that was. And that he, was cold. I think he called her a whore. Slut. Four, four slut. or five times. He also called her slut. But he also called her yeah. slut too, about three or four times. Yeah. So, so evened out. Kind of, kind of evened it out a little bit. Shuffled it up. Anyways, uh, so um, he's in the living dead ex- exhibit, but realizes that that he doesn't have to, you know, deal with it. You know, like uh, he's like, if I don't believe in it, I'm gonna make my way out. So, um, question uh, is. An alien, one of the eighteen greatest killers ever. No, I th- and that's why. That's why I kind of think. What do you mean? Like, what? Is, what hold on. Okay. That three, that that eight-eyed alien. No, it was, it was like a gas mask thing. Didn't really say what that. That was, was an alien. No, because because because, like because I actually what happened was um, uh, I guess aliens are real, huh? Because this movie posits that idea. By the way, that alien was actually supposed to be the xenomorph from Alien, but again, couldn't get the rights. Okay. Um, again, with a Jason Voorhees thing, when twisted and and uh, whatever. Anyways, John Steed shows up with a tank of a wheelchair. Wheelchair tank. I fucking love that. It was like, it was like <laughs> seriously, like it was made out of cardboard wrapped in foil and painted green. This is also where yeah. like this is also where the movie picks up a lot of steam. Takes up a lot of steam and just like so. All these stupid questions that we had before are out the window because this is where it's like, yes, this is awesome. Who uh, was a little baby thing too? Jenkins shows up, and uh, Steed's butler also, which was the director of photography Jerry Lively, who also directed two Dungeons and Dragons movies and Art of War three, Retribution, wait, wait, a wait, classic. Wait a minute, there's two Dungeons. I know there's. One Dungeons and Dragons movie. There's the one with uh, Marlon Wayans, and then yeah. there's two more. There's two more. And and uh, uh, Jerry Lively, uh, director of photography for this movie, also plays Steed's Butler. Made those. It's weird. Why did your face get all red? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I didn't know there was two. I, thought, I didn't know there was three total. But I was like. Yeah, so he made two Dungeons and Dragons movies. Anyways, uh, as well as being outside for, you know, as well as being a bunch of old fucks, 
um, who seem to be waiting for all hell to break loose instead of keeping people from coming inside. They are literally outside. <laughs> You're fucking right. They could have just stood fucking they at the They could have just kept people from coming in. Like, like, don't go in there, man. But every time you disappear, I don't like, know like, like, inside. All life will die. If you go in there and get murked, and they're just like, yeah, send those two fucking assholes yeah, in there. Well, because they, they could have... Like, they they're like, like, I don't know, man, load your shotguns, because we can't stop them. <laughs> yeah, but if you <laughs> kept guard, right, and if that dude come out and did all creepy to, like, the little girl, like, the teenage girls and shit, be like, get back inside, you bitch. What are you going to do, call the cops? You're fucking Satan's bitch. They ain't going to believe you. Well, it's, but here, okay, so, like, uh, the, but they, they go ahead, and uh, and I, I think I think in a lot of ways, it's... it's um. They want, they want the chaos. They want. So they it's it kind of like the angels in Supernatural. Yeah, they want it to happen. So they're they can like, bring like, it no, so it's it. time for us to purge. Yeah. You know, which I do love that series. By the way, I do love Purge. Don't get me wrong. I haven't watched a single one of those Neither movies. Neither am I. You know what? You're missing out. Mm. Telling you, telling you. Good. I'll pass. It's okay. It's okay. It's uh, it's, it's you know it's, it's an acquired taste. Anyways. Uh, the 18 most evil beings <laughs> on earth that come to life, not, not to mention their friends come back to life too. Right. Uh, you get, uh, Marquis de Sade, uh, the Wolfman, Dracula, Phantom of the Opera, which should have been Jason Voorhees, uh, the mummy, uh, a zombie from George, George A. Romero's zombie. It's not, it's not like, they're coming to get you, Barbara, which is really cool. Um, Frankenstein's monster, or Frankenstein, depending on... It's all the universal monsters, mainly. Uh, <laughs> Jack the Ripper, the Invisible Man, for some reason. Oh, I thought that was Ron Jeremy. Uh, an alien, which they wanted to be the xenomorph, yeah. now it's just this weird spider-looking thing. Uh, some big like weird thing. thing, which I think they said was a golem when I looked it up, but I'm like, why would a golem be... Are you talking alien? about the baby? No, baby no, 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 no. I'm talking about the big giant thing. Because I feel like the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, which is just basically Mister Hyde, because Doctor Jekyll shows up in the second one. Uh, a witch, a witch doctor, <laughs> an axe murderer, Audrey Two from Little Shop of Horrors, or the a talking body snatcher, depending on which way you're looking at. It. A weird snake man, and Rosemary's Baby. Oh, it's Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Hmm. Those are your most eighteen. Uh, greatest killers of all time. I'm pretty sure Rosemary's baby never killed anybody. It did, did it say they were the unless it killed the mother? Did they say they were like the 18 worst killers or the 18 most but evil? But she's things? shown with the baby. Okay, but, my, so. but did they say? Did they actually say 18? Um, the 18 worst killers, or did they say the 18 most evil? Things? 18 most evil beings. Okay. Okay. That's, that's believable because Rosemary's baby is essentially like Satan's son. Yeah, but, I mean, even if it's an alien, uh, there's no backstory to the alien. Or the axe murderer. And Audrey from Little Shop of Horror? Come on. It, dude, that was a fucking evil being. Have you seen the... Um, I think so. Have you seen the deleted scenes, or the uh, the alternate ending for um, Little Shop of Horrors? Why isn't Godzilla in there? Spoiler alert! Shows up in Waxwork 2. God damn it, really? <laughs> Fuck, now I gotta really watch this fucking movie. Wow. <laughs> But like the, the original ending for Little Shop. So does Bruce Campbell and David Carradine. Does he show up as ass? And Marina Sirtis. Damn Troy. But uh, so Little Shop of Horrors, the original. Ending. Oh, also coming next on Villainous Cinema, Waxwork Two. <laughs> so anyway, Audrey Two, he doesn't kill her in um, 
The stage play. No, even in the original, it's a the stage delete. play. Stage play. She becomes as big as Godzilla. Yeah, well, that's also there's an alternate. You can watch that scene. They did it for the movie. They just didn't use that scene. Test audiences didn't like it. They have her like spreading like all small plants, and she's like destroying the city and eating people and shit. Like there's an actual scene for that in the original movie. Which you know that that was also where they got the. Um, uh, speaking of video games, the plants for our, um, uh, for Mario Super Mario. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I could see if they if it was going on the alternate ending, yeah, like, that fucking became, like, an evil being. Uh, anyways, so, big final battle begins. Here we go. Let's give it up for John Steed, uh, new wheelchair tank. Um, <laughs> with camouflage and everything. He was battle ready. Uh, I feel like his grandkids so... made that for him one week, and he's like, eh, fuck it, I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> he's, like, using, this. like, fry pans and whatever. Um, anyways, uh, so a lot goes on here. Uh, I think the alien gets it first. Uh, not sure. I think probably because they didn't get the rights to the Xenomorph. Uh, then Sarah kills Jack the Ripper, reluctantly. Uh, then Gaffigan stabs the witch doctor, uh, pushes the sword in. Now there's a lot of sound effects that are, 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 are not so good. It sounds like the punch sounds sound like Pringles cans opening. Um... Marquis de Sade kills, like, three old-timers before he even puts on his battle bandana. Uh, <laughs> James becomes, James, before he James has now become a one-eyed zombie, which, rightfully so, because he's trying to get glasses. Uh, and attacks, he attacks Sarah Brightman, uh, who tries reasoning with him, then knees him in the balls and throws him into a brick wall that seems to be just hanging there. Uh, then some... <laughs> she apologizes for it, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That's all and then uh, someone else smacks him with the butt of the rifle, so I guess he's dead. Again. Again. And China, with a chunk cut out of her face, is now totally into Gaffigan. But before she can bite him, his old drinking buddy and caffeine slash nicotine slash wheels getting butler Jenkins stakes her. Who also just happened to be a nicotine lobbyist. <laughs> There's so much smoking in this movie, man. I'm t- like, yeah, so Marlboro must have funded some of this. <laughs> or Camel. Who needs a cigarette? Anyway, uh, <laughs> smoke them if you got him. Uh, Sarah takes care of Jonathan by throwing him down, and I suppose that's pretty much the end of that. Uh, and Gaffigan uh, shoots Gemma, who's looking like Sarah Brightman during her uh, marquee phase. There was, But there was more weird shit for that, too. Because she's like, you know you've always wanted me. Like and like why that's yeah, not, like, that was never was, even a subplot. That's my point. Like I feel like they <laughs> somewhere along the lines because of maybe like schedule. I feel like I feel like since this movie was an hour and a half long, there's another hour and a half of this movie that we never saw. Yeah, or but, <laughs> yeah, but it could come down to scheduling. That's what I'm saying. Like it feels like some scheduling conflicts. But that's why that's why maybe what originally can we cut. <laughs> well, because I feel like I, like oh no, it's not this final battle scene. Because that, that's going to at least take no, a half hour no. and all of our budget. No, and then and, and, and trivia, um, they were also going to have a Mel Brooks-style musical part where they, like, actually break the fourth wall and come into, like, the universe. Well, if the fourth wall is anything like that brick wall, then they could have just, like, pushed it aside. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, oh, my God. All right, anyway. I love this movie so much. Anyways, all right. So Gaffigan runs out of bullets. Uh, and before it can stop Lurch from stabbing Jenkins in the chest grabs a sword from the witch doctor and stabs lurch uh who does one last jim carrey impression before he's out 
and then sits there. Like, no, he can't. doesn't even actually die. He kind of just sits there oh, no, and just looks about, at everybody. Uh. I'm thinking about the mask now. He's like, ooh. Uh. Ooh. No, no, you're thinking you're thinking of uh, uh, Paul Rubin in Buffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> he should have been in this. <laughs> Although, I'd love to do Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That would be so cool. Anyway, all right. So, anyways, Jenkins then dies with a hearty, get those bastards. And I think, I'm not sure because it's been a long time since I've cried. <laughs> you think you cried when Jenkins died? I think I might have teared up a little bit. I like I think say. there was a little. I think it might have been sweat, but it was like, like right was, on the crevice of my eye. I feel like he was the character I cared about the most in this fucking movie. To be honest with you, I was just like, yeah, damn it, the best character died. Like the wrong kid died, you know? Like, uh, you know, but no, Jenkins was always looking out for him, though. You know? I would have liked to see more character development with Jenkins. But I feel like I feel like I feel like they, you know, they 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 said that they said that beforehand because it was like us's and them's. You know, yeah, another together. And it was like it was like he was always looking out for him. The only thing that would have made that kind of cooler is that the mom was just like just acting like a bitch in that scene, and she showed up too to fight the fucking shit. Like, right? She fucking knew. Because and she was just mom. doing backflips. Yeah, like, she's doing like she's stuff. like she's got like a Rambo fucking shit on. She's yeah. like, you know, like Uzis and backflips and bows and arrows or something. I'm not really. Yeah, here's the other part too is that I feel like, uh, you know, knowing what we know now. You know, it's easy to look back. Um, I feel like I feel like in a lot of ways, they could have utilized uh, high assault weapon rifles. Well, one of them. I mean, like I don't know what gun he had at the end, like the main villain. No, they were using they were using like old school, you know, powder muskets. No, the fucking machine gun he had at the end. But the one that he picks up out of the attic? Yeah. <laughs> he just like... It looked like a painted super soaker. I thought it was a laser. <laughs> no, it was like... Because it was like the bullets were... Oh, oh, like, oh. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's get to that. All right. So, so Gaffigan stabs the zombie. Um, and uh, comes back to him. And the zombie hand is seen scurrying around. Uh, someone shoots Rosemary's baby with a shotgun. Uh, I don't know. Field your own questions for that. Um... <laughs> My favorite death was Dracula's. Okay, so that's where Dracula comes in. Uh, uh, Miles O'Keefe, because uh, Miles O'Keefe could not be shown uh, at that time being killed on screen. Schedule it was definitely. part of his part of oh. his contract. Part of his contract. So he turns into a bat, <laughs> and someone grabs the bat. And says, he "Doesn't grab it. He catches it out of midair." Says, "Make my day," and shoots it, and it explodes. Now, there's a lot to be said about this, but <laughs> scheduling conflicts are not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Sarah Brightman finds the midget and feeds it to Audrey too, which says, "Feed me." Which says, "Feed me." Now that makes it me not think that it's you know close cows. Um, whatever that means. Anyways, does that mean Audrey 2 is now on the good side? No, just Can you switch allegiances? No. So what happens to Audrey 2? She fucking burned alive in the fucking fire, man. Everybody did. Yeah. It did, dude, there's people that were still... You don't know what happened to the actual humans that were still in there. Good question, Matt. I'm glad you're asking these questions. Because Gaffigan then kills the werewolf Bobby Briggs after he unsuccessfully attacks wheelchair tank John Steed. 
and he says it works because it's made of silver. Now, him going around and stabbing things because it's made of silver does not constitute the fact that everybody's been killing everybody. That doesn't really make any fucking sense at all. <laughs> There's no, there are no laws in this universe when it comes to killing these wax figures. Well, they're not wax though. Once they come to like fruition, they they are that they are that actual person. That so why all... is he why is he stating that the reason that he killed Bobby Briggs, werewolf Bobby Briggs, is because it was made of silver? Because the sword was made of the silver. Silver kills werewolves. Yeah, but he stabbed Lurch. Okay, he's not Lurch. a werewolf. No, yeah, but he's still stabbed. He's still a human. Lurch was a human. Good answer. Because Lurch is still alive and he's just sitting there and staring at everybody with his stomach poked. Is like anybody, anybody gonna help? Anyone? 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 No. He's got a little pin poke. It doesn't even look like his entrails are out. Nothing. Just it's a little. Funny if Steve Carell came in and stabbed him with a pitchfork. <laughs> totally just stabbed that dude with a pitchfork. <laughs> Where'd you get the hand grenade? Um. Anyway. <laughs> so some old guy who is throwing gasoline everywhere falls down and lights it on fire. So I guess the whole place blows up. Uh... <laughs> I feel like that dude was just like I don't even think he was part of the group. He's just like, well, there's chaos going on. I was refilling the gasoline in my car, but fuck it, let's burn some shit down. That okay, recasting for that, Seth Rollins. That has to be Seth Rollins in our movie. Yeah, he's gotta be he's gotta, I feel I feel like that's like I feel like these he's the real hero of this movie. Just the guy who just yeah, starts that, walking around just like throwing he, like gasoline everywhere. Did you and notice? like he falls over and just things start exploding. Yeah, but he also like he was doing this weird shit where he's running around with like the fire and like scooping it up into fireballs. Yes. I'm like, what the this dude's an arson. There's no way he knows how to do this shit. Listen, I okay. like burning shit. This movie, this movie should have been about that man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I killed Vincent Price before. Wanders again, but I'll into do it again. A, wanders into this fucking crazy night of the museum horror story. <laughs> and just starts on, like man? throwing gasoline and things are exploding. He's just like. Ooh. Just goes all Mr. Bean with it. Oh, damn it. I was just going to say Rowan Atkinson should play him. <laughs> He's like, boop, 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 boop. It's like, it's like, that's the wrong door, Mr. Bean. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, it falls down, lights on fire, so I guess the place explodes. Gaffigan then runs from Marquita Sod into the basement by going uh, you know, where, where Sark is uh, finishing up killing some old timer who's got hands in the air like claws. For some reason, there's some there's a guy in a plaid shirt that Sark is killing. Oh, it's probably supposed to like hint at Freddy, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's a weird one. I, 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 th- I thought he might have been made of wax already, but he wasn't dipped in. I don't know. Like he was making another wax sculpture. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, I um, that was the lumberjack dude with the axe. Yeah, but no, no, maybe. Maybe, but why would, really he, what would he? What would he? What would he be doing? Fixing him up? No, no. His his hands were were curled like claws. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe, he was laying on the ground. He's like, but like I don't want to. But if you go back and look at it, maybe the lumberjack. No, but David Warner was like on top of him, like like he was killing him. Hmm. Weird, weird scene. Anyways, uh, I'm sure I'm sure the director's commentary will have everything for that. <laughs> yeah, like we were uh, so fucked <laughs> up on um, uh, peyote. <laughs> so, had a lot of coke that day. We didn't know it was going. Um, we didn't even know we were making a movie. After this, people literally died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was 
it was a horror show. Uh, no it was like finished. Caddyshack from hell. Uh, Caddyshack. Except for the baby part three. was actually a pile of shit. In hell. Uh, Gaffigan then runs into the Marquis de Sade uh, by going to the basement where Sarkis finishing up. Um, is uh, For some reason. And now Gaffigan versus poor man's Vincent Cassell in a fencing duel, which Marquis wins pretty easily. Because he yeah. fucking knows how to fucking yeah, do it. He keeps like throwing his sword back to him. Like he's like, because eh. he wanted to test. He said, he said he's yeah. Yeah, he, he said, said he's gonna torture. Be like, I was looking at fucking silly. Guy. I think I think he knees him in the groin. Which case he should have really been looking for that. I mean, if you're fencing, you should be watching for that sort of shit. Mm. But I I think that's the only thing about. But anyways, uh, um, uh, Sark gives him a thumbs down and says, quote unquote, kill the wimp. Well, yeah, because it's, it's supposed to be like the, which is stupid because the sod is not like Roman. So, like, I don't know why you gave him the whole fucking like. Yeah, the thumbs down. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you're supposed to go like this, like the bar. I know, but it was, but he, he, it's supposed. He did to, the whole emperor. Yeah, thing. He, he went up. Standing high, yeah, but, but he started up. Oh yeah, but they okay because either way, there's different versions of it. They don't, they don't always start. It was like. Oh. You're, t- you're going on the, the audience appeal. We don't set the bar. We are the bar. Anyways, anyways, poor man's Vincent Cassell uh, gets a hatchet in the back via Sarah Brightman. Who knew she knew how to throw an axe? So, okay, during the recast for that I mean, it would have been cool if we had seen some beforehand footage that she's, like, throwing an axe, like, at a tree or something like that. And you're like, oh, wow, this is going to show up later. In the I, third just, act. I just feel if bad. If you introduce for... something in the third act, yeah. I don't know. Where'd she get the axe anyway? It doesn't, it doesn't even show From the hatchet, man. You think it's from the Hatchet Man? I think so. See, it's like, like this is the one. But I thought the Hatchet the... Man was the one. You said the one that was like clawing. Maybe I don't. I can't remember because like that, dude, that was again a chaotic, that was all a picked up in the director's cut. That was a chaotic. <laughs> but like, I do feel bad for the first character to die. You know, the one with the wolf, because like, if he had had that hatchet, he could have chopped the firewood and everything would have been fine. You know. Think so? No. Nope. But he would have had a fucking axe. <laughs> it would have helped him against the wolf, but. Well, either way, uh, Sark uh, then pulls a gun from the rafters. Uh, this is an automatic pistol. It looked like a laser gun to me. Sorry, also, could have been a super soaker. Since spray painted super soaker time. <laughs> like, get out of Toys R Us and grab, or KB Toys and, uh, and get a super soaker. We'll just spray paint that bitch. Which, which is cool because this is the meet cute between um, Gaffigan and Sark because he tells him uh, he's the grandson of his old boss. And he says, uh, quote, unquote, this is the dialogue, by the way. He said you killed my grandpa. He said, he said, small world. And then he says, then why do you want to destroy it? And then he retorts, someone has to. Because he works for Satan. Well. He does. He sold his soul to Satan. That was mentioned in the. It's in the mentioned. Lo- it was a mini straight it's not up a set. prominent fact in the movie. He straight up says that with these books, he's I mean, if you say, if you say, if you say, okay, 36 artifacts are taken, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then there's 18 of the most baddest ass killers of all time. Are you saying that two artifacts for every single piece are needed? Correct? Right, yeah. He, he he says the math. Oh, my math is on point. Well, he's so he so from here. So he says he says, what is eighteen divided by three? Six. So six. That's a three. Six six six, 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 six. But but then it's like it's like, but your math's still off, because you're cubing it. So if you're saying by thirds, it wouldn't be thirty six. Eighteen 
times 18 times 18 is what? What's that? It's uh, 112. Okay, so maybe each 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 thing. Is that right? No. Go because he, here's here's the thing though. He mentions that he had a he's like he had a wax museum in ninety six. He says he had a wax museum before, and it failed. It didn't say why. Well, it, no, it's, it's exactly why because he fucking pushed that guy's head. He pushed Rick Ross Rossovich's head into the fire. No, before he uncredited. Ended up, before he ended up working for him, he had a wax museum. No, that failed. In San Francisco. In San Francisco. Right. My thing is, is like, maybe each character or each evil entity has to kill six people. It's not just six people each time. And then that might make it even. I have to figure out. Perhaps. Because six times six is 36. So it's 36 souls. But then well, no, but it's, it's, they're, going with, they're going with 18. They're going with 18. There's so 18 got 36. artifacts. Got 18 artifacts, but they stole 36 at the beginning. So it's 18 of the baddest ass killers of all time. Most evil beings of all time. Sorry, because there's aliens and plants involved. Okay, well then, okay, then um, that, that kind of explains then, like, you know, you had to leave things open for a sequel that explains the fucking book in the attic. That was and thus brings us to our sequel. All right, no, no, uh, actually, let's, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, and then I'll tell you guys all about the sequel in a second, because we will be doing that one next. No, well, we're doing your movie next, but okay. when it comes around, back around my turn. I'm doing Waxwork 2. I mean, we can do we're going to keep this separate. Just... Because Waxwork 2 is actually, when I watched it, that was the one I really wanted to do. Okay, so I'll, I'm fine doing that if I just pick mine after that. That's... Can we? Yeah, we can do Waxworks too. I mean, why not? It's fresh in our minds, so we know the fucking references between the two. Okay, yeah. I'm fine doing this one next. Coming week. up you next on Villainous Cinema, video? Waxwork Two. Dude, I want a poster of this movie so bad. Have you seen a poster for it? I'll show you guys. I've in a seen. Well, I've seen like. I'll show you guys in a sec. Oh. <laughs> oh, we are perfect. I love you guys so much. Anyways, all right. So, um, someone asked you. John Steed shows up at the top of the stairs and shoots Stark once. Who, in a death throw, shoots his gun fourteen times, and I counted. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and shoots it. And this is the way that I would go out too. I would just like, like if I was out of it, like if someone just, I'd just dry shoot everything, dry hump everything. Um, well, yeah, but when you isn't it said that like when you die you have a death grip? So like maybe that's the whole point. Is, like, you just, that's why I put death rows. I mean, oh, death rows okay. are I yeah. I mean, it's legitimately what I would do. You know, if I was gonna pull the trigger, pull the trigger. We'll take out your fucking enemies with you. Yeah, and then at least try to hit them. Um, so. What's what's really cool about this is that um, he comes back out of the out of the wax because he falls into it. He fucking doubles it. What a closer <laughs> look! What a closer look! And then decides bad idea and decides and just, to yeah, just, <laughs> And he becomes pale. He's like he's like he's like what a closer look. Bad idea. I'll just go away. <laughs> Well, he was burning. I did like that they did like they did show like his skin was kind of melting off a little from the yeah. heat. Like I was like, well, damn! They even the like, practical just, effects in this movie are great. Yeah, but like that whole the, the, the attention this to detail just great. on that. It's just it's just so awesome. The attention to detail on that though. They're yeah. Like, be like, oh, you're only shown for like five seconds when he comes back out, but you're like you're well enough aware to show like he's melting. 
Like, obviously, oh, because it's wax, but he's not wax. But, like, right. his flesh is melting because of the heat. Because it's smelting off. Yeah. It's smelting. Oh, is that what it, I mean, is that what it's called, smelting? Mm. Like, it's wax. That's what yeah, it's not, it's not a scientific term, I'm sure. Yeah. I, was like, I really want to know, is that, do, like, do all wax museums in the back have, like, a fucking giant bit of hot lava fucking wax? I would assume. I mean, I, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I think they get blocks. Oh well, it's like a I think well. They get blocks of think, wax. Oh wait, hard. hold on, hold on. Since since it's centered around Satan, right? There's a well of wax that kind of goes into the inner deep part. See of the what they should have done at the end of it, at the end credits. By the way, all of this is worked out in waxwork too. Well, it's fine, but at the end of this, with the credits, they should have had like one thing happen. It shows that fucking well still like standing. I can't wait bubbling. for you guys to see waxwork too. I'm gonna go probably <laughs> watch it after I get out. I get out of here. Uh, kind of. I wanted to watch it today, but I didn't have time. If you guys, if you guys seriously wanna, if if you if you're down for, dude, I'm. Hey man. I'm, yeah, there's zero chance of me going home and watching waxwork no, tonight. No, no, oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. But I'm saying like I'm I'm game to do it. I'm, I'm fucking fine with that shit because I actually enjoyed this. I thought it was yeah. fun. I like at first like I'm so glad you guys liked it because like. Like, I originally was like, oh, what do I pick? What I wouldn't do I say pick? I liked it. What? But it was a fun experience. It's fun. It's fun. Well, I see it. Look, I'm into those cheesy But you like that? you like the, like the Army of Darkness kind of style. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But you see where you see where they get this. Like, Sam Raimi begot Anthony Hickox begot Sam Raimi. Yeah, but, you, but you, you forgot one, though. You forgot. There's, there's two directors. I wish they would make more movies. The Chodos Brothers. Okay. Yes. They made Killer Clowns. Yes. I don't know why they haven't made more movies. Now, I'm glad that they are supposedly now, making a Killer Clowns. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you pick Killer Clowns from outer space, I am definitely okay with that. <laughs> There's three that I'm borderline on right now, and I was I was I was I was borderline on three of them too. But then, Tubi brought me. Tubi's bad. All right, because like I look. It's gr- oh, wait, it's bad, but, but bad it's in a great, great way. Because I, like I literally, I was gonna watch this the other day on Tubi. Like honestly, I think this whole entire podcast should be sponsored by Tubi. If we can figure, if we can get them to do that, I'm fucking down. I I'm going to figure this out. No, I'll just I'll contact. I swear you yeah, I'll, I'll fucking I'll contact. Yeah, I'm gonna be like I'm be like, listen, you tell us what movie to what movie, and we'll. Little, oh, oh, only, we'll hold on, hold on. One thing though, you you tell us which movie to be. <laughs> to be done. Go ahead. Um, Sorry. No, it's, so it's fine. Uh, like I was good thing, before. But the only thing that is, if that actually happens, there's one one request I would have. Right. Eventually, happen. Remo Williams and Vince. <laughs> no, no. Eventually, because we'll have to do our own things too, because we can't always just rely on Tubi. But uh, right. They 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 have the full moon. They they're like sponsored. Right. With or they sponsor full moon streaming thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. To have Charles Band somehow be on the show. Cause I don't see why Charles Band wouldn't. I just got chills. That'd be cool, dude. Come on, we could like we could do the Ginger Dead Man, dude, and have Charles. Charles oh, we could do Band that one really fucked up. Dude, movie. If, if if we could get anyone on the phone, and I could do like a YouTube or something like that, yeah. or just like a mini episode, and just be like, hey, I got I got Charles Band on the phone. No, and even if we, we just ask him ten questions a piece or some shit, and have him like an interview. Because there's two people I would. See. I can do that. There's two. People I mean, I would. I would gladly do that i know like one that. person that would be on the show probably if we asked him if, if we asked him enough and did nicely and did one or a couple of his movies which kind of wanted to also who um uncle lloyd 
You know he would. He, it, he'll be in your movie if you pay him to come out in the fucking... If you pay for him to come out, he'll usually be in your movie. Well, Josh was in a, um, a movie called Girls Gone Dead yes, with uh, Michael Hoffman Ho- Michael Hoffman, and Michael Hoffman has all the connects, too. So. Well, it's, but even then, I mean, like... Lloyd Sorry, Co- Mike. I'm not trying to... Lloyd Kaufman is such a nice dude. Like, like watching his Q&A, he was talking about it. like, if you can pay... Oh, Kaufman, yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's the other... Yeah, well, what we should do is we should, we should pay... If we get enough from our Patreons and we were able to kind of finance it, get our own little like stand at Comic Con. I'm already trying to plan on doing some of that shit with the, like I said, man, like everything can be like connected together. I have no fucking problem doing it. Dude, if it's, if we're running. We can be like the Avengers of fucking podcasts. If we, if we, yes. Yes. Dude. This is this is perfect. I already get called for enough. This is perfect because you know here, here's 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 here's. Well, we should probably cool actually we should probably. Oh, yeah, talk about all right, let's wrap, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Sorry, sorry. Yes, you let's guys, rub it out. All right, yeah, yeah. I get some some exclusive stuff, you guys. If you made it this far, then we love you guys yeah. so much, and you're getting some exclusive shit. Highly Anyways, um, so uh, which is like a closer look. John Cena then sells the and then Wolfman comes up right behind him and rips his head off, which I thought was fantastic. I don't know why, but John Steve, get out of here! You're sucking. Get out of here! Yourself. Save yourselves! And then Wolfman it, comes up behind him and rips his head. You know why? Because they probably pitched the sequel before this, and that dude was like, "I'm not gonna be in a goddamn sequel for this shit." Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, but we guess what? Be... Guess guess who's no, in the fucking, fucking sequel? <laughs> Is the sequel a prequel? Because the way you're explaining it to me makes it sound like it's a prequel. No, <laughs> it's an actual sequel. Yes, oh, Jesus Christ. So who's returning then? So, you're gonna have to okay. watch this, Mary. David Carradine's in it too. It's great. Um, ah, Dave, Dave, wait, which one's David? Is David Carradine? David Carradine? Well, there's... Kung there's, Fu? Kwai Chong King? Yeah, so, yeah, Bill, yeah. Dave, okay. Because right. there's also Keith Carradine, which... No, 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 David Carradine's the one that hung himself jerking yes, off. Yes, I know. From no, I don't man. think that's what happened. I think he was killed by the Yakuza. Oh, that's what they said about Anthony Bourdain, but he died the same way. And the guy from NXS. Anyways, that's the way I'm going Anthony out. Anthony Bourdain didn't All right, here we go. Well, he died of <laughs> an overdose. I hate to say that. No, he hung himself. Jerking off. No, he wasn't... Same. Don't do that, dude. That's one of my favorite fucking people in the world. Me He's too. Not. So is David that is Carradine. Not, that and is... guess what? Guess what? Your boy's going out the same way. Well, let's be know what the saddest eulogy. Yeah, that's right. You're like, he went out. Doing what he loved. Getting off. <laughs> going out with a bang. <laughs> You're going to be like, it's a sad day for everyone else. He wasn't but like, Evan went out happy. <laughs> he wasn't like the guy from the Patriots, the owner that could just go get jacked up by some nobody what in Jupiter. He? Hell no. Evan was a stunt. Yeah, he did it himself. He He's did his own good stunts. man. <laughs> it better be nice things that you say about me, and just like a couple of like really really rash things, but just be like, you know, he's really nice to everybody. Though. There's this one time in Tijuana, <laughs> he did these things with a donkey. We're not gonna get into that. What? Nah. I would never. I would never stick my head inside a donkey's ass. Say your head. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so you know, no, he's done the whole person here's, inside here's, a So no biggies about the whole place, including the wax figures and all the old fucks going up in flames. Gaffigan and Sarah Brightman make it out in out of the basement by putting a blanket over him. The best yeah, way to get fuck? out of any fire. It's true, but they should have <laughs> doused it in water first <laughs> or wax. What? No. What? What? Be crazy. What? Do you know how fire works? Do you know how wax works? Yeah, but they didn't have anything. Do you know how wax works? They didn't have... Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. 
All right. Anyways, no, you 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 cover you cover the blanket in water and then you go out like that. I think That's they the... fucked up their final shot. Fireman taught me that. Well, no, I, but I think I think I think. Are you serious? They not, fucked up the final not shot in a bad way. because oh. because because that was not a model and those are not fake flames. Bullshit. First, <laughs> that first fucking time where it just shows the flames coming out of the windows. You can tell that was that was like the that was like CGI of that. And that time. was like, not a model of a house. That was an actual house. But I think I think what happened was when they did the model, that wasn't they didn't actually burn a fucking house down. That was a model. Like, there's no fucking. Why are you laughing? Because like I'm trying to figure this out. Like, are you being serious? Like, it's, no, I'm I'm being absolutely. They facetious. burned a fucking house down, right? No, they okay. did not burn a house down. Okay. That was completely fake. It that was, was a model, but easy. the thing was, is they I think they so like, they built this nice model and they didn't get the shot they needed. Like exactly the way they wanted it, so they did the whole cheap ass CGI fucking fire coming out of the end crypt, like the like before it blows up. Right. They well, here's well, here's well, here's where things are fucked up is that uh, they 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 tried to make it like seem like it was real, but the thing about it is that what happened to all like all those old fucks that came That's in? That's what I'm saying, man. A lot of innocent people died. Everyone, a lot of there are a lot. How many? How many people? What do you think the this body was count? This Necklace Harbor. What do you think that the body count of this movie is? I'm gonna say, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I mean, starting from the first back. guy at the very beginning, blah, blah blah, and then you get the six, and then you get. Uh, think about that. Though. And then what you get like the what the twenty of some guys. What if that was the fucking plan? Maybe to bring those guys out, you needed a certain amount of numbers. Again, what? you need to I'm watch, watch the sequel. sequel. Especially if it turns into this being like all those people because that are fucking all, innocent that because died. Thank God, Satan. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this right now before we wrap up. It's a great sequel, and it does wrap up a lot of loose ends, and they don't have a trilogy in it. Yeah. So here we go. And, and say, so there's a, a terrible model. Flames go up in smoke. But what's that? Something did survive. Zombie hand. And the thing crawls away to live another day with the Adams family. It's like, the fuck, end. Fuck this violent That's shit. Right. There's, there's one thing. That, you know what? The ending scene to this, after that scene, like, if you're going to do, like, the Marvel cinematic shit with the end credits, just have the fucking well sitting there. Like, and, like, obviously it's not heated anymore, so it's solid wax. And all of a sudden, fire comes up out of it because they've been able to attract, like they've been able to bring Satan back. Check this out. This is going somewhere. I promise you. And it starts doing this spinning thing, and it shows like Vincent Price's face, just like laughing, like. Ha, 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 ha. All right. All right. Also, also, also. Spoiler alert: Thing does not just crawl away and uh, live his life happily with no, the Adams family. Oh, of course not. Of course, he's in a sequel. He's he, working that. He's. I heard. I. I. No, I know what he's doing. I actually. I he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot of uh, hand modeling these days. Oh, I was gonna say he was working at that uh, that uh, massage parlor in Jupiter. <laughs> he did. He did a couple of Rolex commercials. I That's heard. Cool. Yeah, Good that man. was kind. That's kind of cool. Early nineties. He must have spent it on coke though, because like I said, he was working at that masseuse parlor, or the massage parlor. Well, guy. you know, he didn't have the pinky pinky uh, um, nail anymore, so he wasn't yeah, really I able mean, to do a whole lot of work for Puppy. You know, he was out there giving. I'm pretty sure he gave like some happy endings. All right. <laughs> I love you guys. I mean, so he's much. all wrist, so. Oh, dude, you could set him. You could set him up to like one of those. Things that like, like shake, you know, like something that shakes. It just like clamp that in there, man. Man, you got like a fucking turbo like rocket. Like a vibrator. Job yeah, machine. vibrator. Not, not necessarily. I mean, like, like oh, a paint, like one of those paint stirs, right? Because <laughs> it shakes, it just strap that shit to that, and, like put it on there, man. Happy ending from hell. So here we go. Uh, Waxwork was made in 1988 and had a budget of a hundred, one point five million, uh, and grossed eight hundred k. 
at the box office, which would have made it a flop if it weren't for being released on VHS the same year in R and unrated format, which sold oh, over 150K units, estimated over 2 million. So, so thank God for VHS. The one on Tubi is the R-rated version. Yes. So there's an unrated version. Yeah. Well, no. Actually, we got the unrated version on Tubi. Damn. I was yeah. going to look that shit up on LaserDisc. Yeah. Did you um, have on LaserDisc? Yes. I got to find that LaserDisc now. So um, I need a... Uh, so for all you villains out there, if you want to get me something really cute for you know Christmas or a my birthday, job. which is the same time. Uh, no. Uh, a hand job is perfectly fine. I do that on my own. Or a thing, or a watch waxwork too. Look, when you do it on your own, it's a hand hobby. What? Anyways, uh, <laughs> could you use a copy of waxwork on VHS? I'll make it waxwork too. Um, anyways, it had a sequel, which was also written and directed by Anthony Hickox, made in 1992, which was direct to video and also starred Zach Galligan. <laughs> That Bruce, was so hard for you to say. Yeah, because he's been he's been. He's it's been written it's written incorrectly time. this entire way through. I thought he's been saying gap again, but I thought that was part of the. What stick. am I doing with my life? Um, Hanging out with us losers. Anyways, uh, it's Zach Galligan, uh, Bruce Campbell, Marina Sirtis, Deanna Troy from uh, TNG Star oh, Trek, cool. and uh, David Carradine. What, what year was uh, the second one? Nineteen ninety-two. Okay, so wow. it's like, wow, that's like a fucking seven, seven years? No, wait. Uh, four. 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 Okay. There's a four-year difference. Um, before we, uh... Oh, my God. Yes! Dude, we nailed this one. Um, before we do our sign-offs, um, would you guys recommend this movie? I'll let you go first, Josh, because <laughs> I already know my answer, but I'll let you go first. Cause... Josh, Josh, go, go for it. Um... No, I absolutely would not recommend this movie unless you are specifically looking for 80s cheesy B movie, which I mean granted if you, unless you're looking at that unless you're looking for that specifically why else would you be watching this movie? So, I guess yeah. I mean, the acting was horrendous. The effects were incredible. The 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 effects saved this movie. The story and the acting were horrendous. Except for one, one, one minor thing. Yeah, um, uh, Davies. Davies was like so fucking. He's like, dude. Well, we touched on that. Yeah, he was great. Gimli but... was so fucking proud of his five minutes in that movie, man. He's just like, it's too late, and he's like doing all these fucking weird physical, like, you know, like all this shit. Like they didn't even do prosthetics on him or anything at first. He was just like shaking. Oh, so no, um, yeah, no, I, basically, no, I probably would not recommend this movie. Matt? Oh, totally. Totally <laughs> fucking recommend it. Like I said, I didn't know there was a sequel until I got on Tubi. I was like, there's a fucking sequel, too? And it's just like, I would fucking totally recommend this movie, because I'm into this kind of things, and most of the people I know, I, I actually, I guess besides you, and Bob, I don't think Bobby would dig this. Probably. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also, I'm also gonna, I'm also on board for, uh, for, so much on board for, um, uh, waxwork and that everyone needs to have this in their library somewhere if you don't have Tubi get it on DVD or Blu-ray uh, get the director's cut well, the unrated version free? get the Tubi. unrated version listen you need to have this in your DVD library well, okay, yeah, period. Yeah. I need this in my DVD library I wanted this in my VHS library period but it's, it's because boring. VHS is what saved this movie well, uh, from being good. from being a complete and total flop I'm gonna, I'm gonna but get the, the I want this so later. much that Tony 
Save we're we're coming. We're coming back for Waxwork yeah, too. This is the first time we've done a sequel. We're gonna do this a sequel. It. This is it. But uh, yeah, this I would is, totally, this I would totally fucking recommend and, this. And Matt's and Matt's saying we're slipstreaming this one because this is a. Uh, um, this is pretty much uh, like like overall like we're we're going across the board on this one. We're, we're well, fuck, you mentioned Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's in something. My Are God. you like, kidding? He fuck, is yeah. amazing in this movie. Dude, Cave Alien was garbage, and I still watch. So it you see all those Sam Raimi things. Right, anyways, yes. So we're coming back with Waxwork Two. Uh, I heard it's Turtles in Time. <laughs> <laughs> Waxwork Two, no, Turtles be, in that Time. That would be four. That would be four. <laughs> this is the secret. This is the secret of the ooze. <laughs> It's not Turtles in Time. What is, oh, it's, uh, oh, here we go. Oh, there's an actual subtitle? Yeah, it's uh, Waxwork 2. Melty Wax Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Ah, fuck. What is it? Anyways. Uh, so we're going to be back with Waxwork 2, uh, Lost in Time. And... Um, for for the most part, we we really 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 enjoyed this movie. Um, maybe not so much uh, Josh, um, but I know what the original sequel was. Real quick, just real quick. Real, real quick, I promise. It's 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 wax work to wax harder. Oh my god, Josh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, Stomp therapy. Uh, getting ready to release the new music video, like I said earlier. Um, follow us on Facebook. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram. We're at? Uh, at Ninja772. And you can see where we post everything and all that good stuff. You you guys need a Twitter, man. Come on. Get into the... Get I'm the, so fucking horrible at Twitter. Age. I have a Twitter, Dang. but I'm so... Where, do, where do you follow you on uh, Instagram? Uh, Ninja772. Ninja772. Is that the same as your Twitter? No, my Twitter is at Joshua L. Flores. Joshua L. Flores. Or Josh L. Flores or something like that. Okay. Because there's another Josh. Well, he's not very avid on Twitter. There are like 700. I know, but it's weird because I saw one comment. But follow, but you're saying, you're saying follow Stomp Therapy on Facebook. Stomp Therapy on Facebook. uh, I'm getting ready to create the YouTube page so that way we can release the music video the right way. And then you know you'll be able to because you guys on. you guys have your music videos coming up soon. The music video is coming out soon. Uh, this is April first, by the way, so it should be out by now. Oh yeah, absolutely. If this if we're posting this April first, then yeah, the music video will probably be posted by now. Cool. So yeah, check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Stomp Therapy. Matt? I right now I really have nothing to plug but this show. Um, cool. Like you kind of dig like right now I'm in between seasons of things like right. I'm doing it in a season kind of format to keep things streamlined well we have uh your your other podcasts too which are yeah but uh above the night paranormal right now um they can well, still go back and see actually see previous episodes well yeah well, i mean but uh, at above the night paranormal radio you can find us if you google us we're pretty much the first thing that shows up same thing with uh, youtube twitter we have one facebook we have one just like above the night paranormal radio um we're getting ready to do a by this time actually it probably won't be out still so we're getting ready to do a Lie with a with kind of a self-proclaimed and self-taught historian on Gettysburg. We're getting ready to do a whole fucking like kind of live. Are you gonna go up there? No, we're not going up there. Not yeah. yet, anyway. But um, I'd my, love to be down for that. Our co-host Patrick, his father is like a like he's not on like the paranormal side of things, but like on the historical side, huge like into the history of Gettysburg. His son, they've been to, they've been to Gettysburg. Patrick, who's on the show, his, he's one of the co-hosts. I'd love to be. I'd love to be on that. I mean, if you want to, man, like, no more than merrier. It's pretty much going to be, like, a story of time of him telling 
like the actual history of some of the Gettysburg things. I know that's not a, not going to be like exciting to some people, well, but we're, I think it's going to be cool. We're definitely looking for like a crossover, you know. Yeah, man, I know, that's that we've got me and him are working. So if you guys on enjoy what we're doing, then yeah. you know. Well, the next thing will probably definitely involve you because like we're working on this like 30 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters coming in June or July. We're working on a fucking huge thing that arcs to every show from video game shows to fucking the movies, you know, to the fucking the you know, the cartoons and all that shit. And and Perfect. we're going to tie that into Bump in the Night, too. Because we're um, going to do a special on Ghostbusters and if this shit's possible. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys you guys know... Um, yeah, so so we're going to be doing some uh, podcast crossovers. Um, Josh has his stomp therapy. Uh, I really pretty much just do this for right now. Um, so there's not really a whole lot for me to plug except for come back to... Uh, hit me back, just hit us back up on um you know villainous cinema like like our like our facebook page you know uh or hit up uh casual cannibal uh nihilus sipping hangout you know it's, it's a nice like page a stupid uh shit posting meme page that we do uh or or just uh follow me on uh twitter uh i'm not on instagram or or, or follow us on instagram with uh with villainous cinema but follow me on twitter at evan landon uh for you know any dumbass stupid jokes that i make um yeah, for the most part, and and uh, also the YouTube channel is gonna be up. So uh, follow the uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Villainous Cinema. Uh, we're gonna have a lot more coming out for that um, as soon as everything comes up. You know, like a lot, lots gonna be happening. Thankfully, because you know this just this this whole thing is it's it's a triumph of love, like in the DIY. You know, very very much like. Some resonance, and we don't do it without you guys. And thank you for listening this far. We love you so much. Uh, for Josh, Maddie, and me. Yeah. Woo. We love it. Peace, dudes. <laughs>